Generation Podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, and today I got a very, very, very special guest, man. Uh, you guys may have heard these guys during the blog era. They haven't went nowhere. They still out here putting out great music, very consistent in the game. They work alongside guys such as Stally, uh, Currency, Big Sean, Spitter, and they have their own distinctive style coming straight out of the Midwest. We talking about the one, the only, cool kids, Sir Mikey Rocks and Chuck English, man. What's going on, fellas? What up, what up, man? What's going on? No doubt, no doubt. Well, look, uh, uh, this episode, I also have a special co-host. I got my boy, AB, so we about to rock out tonight. Try not to keep these brothers too, too long. Uh, they just put out two phenomenal projects, man, and I want to get into all of that. So with all that being said, Hey, uh, you know, how you felt how you fellas uh been maintaining during this whole pandemic uh shit that's going on out here? Oh, I mean Damn. there's a there's 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 a truth and then there's what we tell people, you know what I mean? Talk about it. Uh, it's just I don't know, it just what I meant by that is, you know, certain people have their own ways of seeing how life works. Gotcha. I personally, I kind of just keep my head on the swivel. Certain things are, are are outside of my control, and I appreciate the energy it brings. But I'm I'm one of them people that if I can't touch it and it ain't in me, then I can't. No you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. especially given the fact that we made this album in probably the most tumultuous time in, in our existence if you was born around the time I was and then we could translate something that felt weird but also was like yeah brought it's bringing humor it's bringing happiness to people you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like nah everything everything is fucked up if you looked at it like that then yeah. if you do you know if you like history if you like reading books uh-huh. We ain't there, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, could, it could be some shit in, in one of them yeah. books that was accurate times. Yeah, and uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be there. So when right, I think right. about like where we're at versus the relativity of the other different events that might have happened on Earth, especially within the Black community and within music. And you know, you think about the time hip hop started. That shit was not tight. Them niggas was in the Bronx going through it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was beyond COVID. And I see things like that. Like, all right, all right, well what what do we have to eat? You know what I'm saying? Like like we could figure something out. Oh man. So I think (laughs) that uh that being my attitude kinda saved me more or less. But I also don't think that I think it happened to me at the right time because if mm. I was if I was like 25, 26 with a BlackBerry only and and not exposed to as much information as, as no, I am no. now, uh-huh. I probably would have lost my motherfucking heart. <laughs> I, I don't know if me and this nigga would have survived that one. If we, was, if we was twenty, if we was like twenty three, if we was like twenty three and twenty, yeah, yeah. bro, we would not made it through. Bro. No, it would have been over with. But when you think about it, it's like we 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 did because right around the time we went off to go make this album in the desert, like we had got a big ass check from from SAG off some shit we had did in the movie, right? So it's okay. like 
we had been so far in our career that we was up a little bit. So yeah. when we we both called each other like shit, well, let's get the fuck up out of here and let's go somewhere <laughs> where it, it, it's not we're not experiencing this. I don't think mm-hmm. we would have even been around the block enough to know that these were our outlets. And no doubt. Now, North, how long ago was this? Two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started making an album probably like summer 2018. Like, okay. just start collecting certain songs, doing certain shows here and there, but knowing like it's time to hit people with something not really like understanding the direction. Mm. And the wild part about it, I think I called him around December 2018 and was like, I got the name for the album. I had nothing to do with what the fuck was going on right now. It was <laughs> right. Like, like I went on the ayahuasca journey and like just had this moment where it was like, what, you know, what did the cool kids represent? Like if you could say, yeah. you if you could put anything on y'all tombstone yeah. or, or, or your baby shower, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yeah, we was here before shit got weird for real. Like, <laughs> they thought we were the weird ones. That's the craziest part. When we stepped on the scene, they was like, oh, this nigga got tight jeans on. Right. That is the craziest. That's the least of our issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, you missed wow. Yeah. Yo, so who, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Who came up with the initial concept it was there like any pushback between you guys like that, that you know was, was one of you like nah man i don't look, know about look, that. Look, i'll give you the full spectrum bro why this man is on the phone this nigga legs is just skinny right and okay. this ain't no knock but he said it he told me he's like what the fuck i'm supposed to do rock you know bed sheets for my leg I got <laughs> hey because he have he have skinny jeans on but them bitches would be baggy him <laughs> They just they just didn't have no you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah, yeah. He had colors to match with shirts that went with shoes and yeah. You know what I'm saying? We was in we was in the scene where it was like we was around a lot of different cultures and people. So it's like you see uh, you see like some skater or some uh cool for right now, dude. You see some skater dude that you know and he got a pair of like I never forget it. We had, we going to New Year's Eve to 06 to 07 type shit. Okay. Like, this white it was white dude I know who was a DJ. He pulled up with a mullet. Don't <laughs> wash jeans on. He had this crazy ass shirt from some sitcom. He had the brand new uh Spizike uh joints, the white red, the ones you couldn't even get in the store. Oh, did he have, he have a he had a right? Wow. Was like we were seeing how people was playing with their fashion yeah. and their influences, and he used to be in high school doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like he came up with a skit for us to rap. Okay. It was just his shit. <laughs> right. And then yeah. we step on the scene and people, you know, with the white hair yeah. or the, you know what I'm saying, the Mesquite or the Gino Green Global. Huh. You don't know how goofy that looked to us. I looked at him like, his fit makes sense to me. Nigga skinny, his legs is skinny. You yeah. came with a 7X Gino Green, bro. With some creative Rex, and you really thought you won. How did you win? <laughs> you ain't gonna post that picture. We still post some pictures from our our. Uh, so you see, you see, at the end of the day, who won the war? You know, who won the battle? Who won oh, the battle? Yeah, who yeah, won the for war? Because sure. exactly. it, it was always, it was always some, you know, uh, 
real uh double xl magazine following uh you know hey. hip-hop heads with the, yeah. with the gino green on talking about hey yo why you man he got on the, the tight pants and hey, he got the, he got the, he got the fitted and the snapback so i'm like man you, you, man this what's going on with it you know there's a lot of, a lot of contention back then so yeah. speaking so. openly there is a, a moment in time that when i looked around and did a full 360 i was like that's funny we did a show where we opened for Feral Monks in New York. Right? Mm. I got like this Adidas two-piece. It's kind of like got these, you know what I'm saying, pastel uh, primary color accents. Okay. So I came crazy. Mikey came with a whole new skit, but like, friend, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like the way he played it. But niggas ain't seen nothing like that. So when we get out on stage, before I... This is when we came out and like introduced ourselves before we play a song. We we X that shit right after that show. I was like, just okay. play the song, we'll come out, we'll, we'll fuck with that <laughs> We came out, we said, what up? Be like, what the fuck do these niggas got on? Is the first thing I heard. <laughs> now, hold on, time, time out, time out, time out, time out. I hate to interrupt. Please don't lose your train of thought. What were you guys known around that time, 06? Cause I got, I got hip to you guys around we, 08, we 09. We was like hipster rappers doing like, you know, if the worst write up about us was it's like the second coming, the light version of EPMD or Eric <laughs> and Rakim mixed with, you know what I'm saying? Red Hot Chili. They used to yeah. be saying all sorts of shit. They'd be like, oh, they rap like Eric B and Rakim, but they got white kids at their show. So they must be influenced by like so and so and so. Like people didn't know what to speak on us about because they didn't understand that this is two people that didn't come up with a skit or a costume for right. the situation right. they was pushing. Like, this was just us. This is how I dressed. Like, no when I wore a trucker, like, the difference between when Pharrell wore a trucker hat and when I wore a trucker hat is my uncle drove an 18-wheeler and gave me the hat. <laughs> and it said, badass boys drive badass toys. It was a Chevrolet hat. Yeah, I yeah. wear that shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, oh, they like the Neptunes. I'm like, okay, bro, I see how this is going. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> y'all don't know how to understand independent thought or people that might have seen the same thing, but okay. wearing it two different ways. No doubt. But yeah, so the Feral Monster joint is we rocked the show. We, we we literally converted everybody. When we walked off stage, we did everybody in there. We tapped up like, man, I thought y'all niggas was going to be whacked. That shit <laughs> Right there with me, right? Mm -hmm. But the yeah. funniest part about that whole situation is when we got in the crowd to watch the show, when Feral Munch came out, my man had a sleeve, like a sleeveless V-neck frailed. Don't <laughs> can't even tell you what texture the shit was. Cow Bro skin, had the craziest leather skin I've ever seen. With the with the cowboy Mexican boots like the cartel yeah. work, where the big perked up in the front. Not one nigga said one thing about any of that. They was that's how like, I knew yeah. we was in the twilight. See, that's the thing about you guys. That's when you have crazy. a style like that, that's don't, crazy. Don't, don't, don't. Hey, when you like, got a style like that, you better be able to wrap your ass off. Bro, he yes, could, but like exactly. you, you I'm looking back at it like, hold up. So what is y'all mad at? Like who like we oh, all in here fresh. He doing what he doing, yeah. but what would you? What did you think we were supposed to look like? Because your man's out here is eccentric. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even tell you where to pick it up from. You know what I'm saying? If he kicks, if he kicks somebody with them boots, he gonna kill him. That's the first thing I thought, and I was like, but it's but 
I thought I was like, bro, he fresh as hell too. So I'm like, y'all obviously are in the crowd to see something y'all can't do. Like, okay, why shoot us? Why why shoot us the sideways? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Like, no, just no. because my man's pants fit his leg, bro. His shit compared to where people <laughs> that street rappers wear their jeans right now is so much different. Oh hell yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah. Man, the trapping is the trapping is nigga jeans way tighter than the jeans I used to wear. Like, I couldn't even get in them jeans. I yeah. couldn't get in them jeans that no, they be you're wearing. Not, you're not getting a hundred thousand in them ones. No, hey, no. hey Chuck and <laughs> Mike, do y'all do, do y'all feel like like y'all was ahead of y'all time when it comes to the clothing? Because when I first seen like y'all videos when I was in high school in college, like with Black Megs, y'all was rocking the OGs, like OGs, you know, like the fives and you know, like like Chuck was saying, the vintage clothing, which is like in style right now. Y'all had the snap bats, the first cast I really seen that, the champion jerseys and stuff of that nature. And and now that's what's popping. But y'all was on that wave like years ago. Like, how do yeah, you feel about yeah. just that impact that you two made when it comes to the fashion? We, I just, it literally is down to, it was just who we were. Like, I remember one of our first shows. I don't even know where this man came, came, got this shit from, because the vintage shit was such a sport back then. You had to, you had to find it. You, it wasn't nobody you could buy it off of. That's true. We did a show where we flew in separate. I don't know what happened. I think I got my flight early or whatever. We did a show in the bay, and I'll never forget. Like I had, I, I knew I came crazy because I had like this matching Adidas shit I got from this. <laughs> But the thrift store was like a rare old sneaker store that just still operated. I don't know if they were selling dope or doing anything. <laughs> shit still. And I thought Yo, I had something on. Wild as shit, I, man. I had a, uh, I had a, I had a uh, Charlotte Hornets uh, pinstripe snapback back when like everybody was still on fitteds. Like literally, if you was a rapper, you got a fitted collab. That's how crazy. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. Right? So when we mm -hmm. came with the snapback joints, I was like. Everything about my outfit was shit that my parents could afford, but would never buy it for me because niggas was getting killed for it. <laughs> no, they like, was. It's, it's slightly similar to my style. Yeah. It's like, yep. when I got old enough to defend myself and then yeah. realize, like, oh, this shit is nostalgic. Why is it yep. nostalgic? People wearing Man. starter jackets, they don't understand why starter jackets is important. Man, I would, I would literally I would, cut, my, cut my arm off of one of those, man. All high school. Uh, made my parents a hundred thousand dollars. They still wouldn't have got me a starter jacket because niggas was getting killed for them. Yeah, yeah. getting killed and robbed. Anything. You go to the mall with that jacket on. You go to skating with that jacket on. The same thing, bro. The first week of fifth grade, when Grand Hill came out with them Grand Hills, five kids got killed for them bitches. Hold on, hold on, time about time about hold on, because Chuck, because you from you from Detroit, right? Yeah. So so what was like the what what was the uh. What, what what was the environment like when it came came to fashion in in, in Detroit? And I'm gonna ask you the same thing. Uh, uh, think Sir about Mike, the Bad Boys Pistons, right? Yeah. You think about watching uh, the Last Dance. You think about watching y'all all watching BMF right now. That's actually the Bad Boys Pistons. That's that's yeah. what that's what that was. That's what Detroit fashion is. Everything I thought I was fresh, I could have got killed for. It. I didn't think nothing. I ain't ever see a pair of Zubas. Or like uh, some Zach Morris shit, and thought that was <laughs> what Chris Cross had on. And unfortunately, yeah. as gone off Chris Cross as I was, if I was to ever put 
put that shit on the right way and go to Eastland Mall or uh, Eastland Skate Rink or mm. any sort of basketball mm. game or, you know what I'm saying? You seeing in BMF, they going to the PSL Championship. My dad took me to hella PSL Championships, but I was dressed like a child. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I had any of the shit I thought I wanted to wear on, I'm fighting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. any kid had a, a fitted leather Bro, if you had Jordans when I was in fourth grade, you yo, oh, you was, was that nigga. Oh, you was that nigga. Yeah, your daddy was that nigga. Yeah. 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 Oh man, in that's the bathroom, that's true. Jordans on in nineteen ninety. That's a fact. That's a fact. Jordans was not like uh, it wasn't. It wasn't streetwear, bro. That shit yeah, was a yeah. statement. That shit. I didn't. I, 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 I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm a couple of years. I, I think I'm a couple of years older than you, Chuck. Huh? And I so so I didn't get my first pair of Jordans till like eleventh grade. Bro, I didn't get yeah, my eleventh grade. Hey, the first pair. The, uh, I'm telling you, the first pair Jordans I got was was 1997. Man, it was the mm. 12s. Yeah. So I was late. I born in '81. Mm-hmm. Mine was the uh, the retros uh, of the uh, black and red levels. Okay, I was also like did work there, and it was senior year, and I wanted them in my senior picture, so I yeah. did like that. Was, but that was like the retro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Came out, hey, bro, when them bitches came out the first time, everybody got their issues. Oh, there's hell no yeah. news. Yes. There's no news article about Woo-hoo. how tumultuous that weekend was. No also, doubt. when them gray ones came out for the first time, everybody that didn't have a gun on them didn't leave the mall. With <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Our style yeah, it was, was dangerous. Like, oh, yeah, the coast yes. clear. I can put this shit on now. Yeah. All right, bet. Because y'all right. wear like spikes on y'all shit and y'all got. Uh, the Pradas, and you know what I'm saying? Y'all doing dope man, uh, young bro shit now. Like, right, <laughs> yeah, if I'm gonna look like TI, then cool. I will no put my shit back on. And, hey, uh, let me swing, let me swing, let me swing it over to Mike. Hey, Mike, I know you, ju- I know you from just outside of Chicago. Mm hmm. Yep, yep, and, that's it. Yeah, so, so talk, talk about that. What was it like, you know, as far as like the fashion, man? Because you know, we know of Gary, Indiana, and Everson. What, what what was it like? You know, like where did you develop this 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 keen fashion sense, man? Because like I said, you that's what stands out when I think of uh, Sir Michael Rocks, man. You know, where did it come where did that come from? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, growing up out here, um, you wanted to look like you wanted to look like the fresh older niggas, man. Like you didn't want to dress like a little kid. Like right. nowadays, I feel like it's it's more cool to just dress like a how old you are if you like a 12 year old you you dress like a 12 year old and wear 12 year old type of shit a little supreme here or whatever um but back when i was a shorty um we wanted to look like the fresh older niggas man mm-hmm. so they nice. was rocking by the time i really started to you know figure out how to put it together they was rocking pelly pelly already mm-hmm. all kind of crazy shit. Yeah. yeah it is rocking hella pelly pelly already yeah. um you had Averexes, the Vucci's, mm, all the, the leathers. Uh, then you got into like the Coogees and the Icebergs and all of that shit, man. So I grew up wanting to always go to places like Tony Sports in the city, but I could never really get there because I ain't had no, I couldn't drive. And, you know, right. I got to see if my mama would drive me to the city because I live in the <laughs> burbs. So she wasn't really trying to drive me all the way to the city for no clothes like that. So you got to. You know, take it when you can get it. And that's when, you know, if you like visiting a cousin or something and y'all in the city and you're like, oh, can we stop by Tony Sports? I want to go look <laughs> see the girl some shit. And, you know, just being able to being able to peep game like that at such a at such a young age was big, man, because um, I had a lot of OGs, like a lot of the dudes that, you know, 
created and started leaders and stuff. I was knowing them when I was like still, you know, fresh in high school. I was going to the city to go to leaders and nobody knew what that type of shit was in the suburbs. Cause they're like, damn, what is that? Like, what, how you getting all these, these, these Nikes? How you got all these rare shoes? Woo, 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 right. man. And they not knowing where I'm going to get it, man. So okay. uh, a lot of my, a lot of my style just really came from like, it really came from really came from seeing shit that I wanted and finding out how to go get it, man. I remember oh, Diddy and Black Rob was in the video uh, with the the white and black Fendi jackets on. Uh, Damn, you remember that? You was yeah, a shorty growing like, up. That, that you kind was of a shorty, man. You remember that shit? It was crazy. No, we, we, was wild. we was wild. We was wild because like me and my guy Shorty K, we was little and we would try to we would make bootleg shit like we would make he had this thing called a he had this thing called a Hanes t-shirt printer Hanes t-shirt maker on your computer where you yes. print out like a screen print and you iron it on the shirt so okay um kind of froze damn y'all hear me yeah I yeah yeah, yeah let me uh he's back now okay yeah um but yeah man we used back. to we used to make uh bootleg iceberg pretty much man so we was looking online and we'd get pictures of like broke ass cartoon characters and shit and <laughs> write a little write a little uh we called the clothing line dejan we write a little clothing line <laughs> and then put some bootleg ass broke ass cartoon characters that look like disney on there and then we was i had to fake iceberg, iceberg. Yo. you got me going down you got me going down a, a, a real memory lane that i never really <laughs> touched because we also used to take during the like Remember the rhinestone era when everything oh, was rhinestones? Wow! Yeah, so yeah. I remember the we, rhinestone era. We went to the we went to the beauty supply and bought hella do hella do rags and uh, bandanas, and we had to be like six sixth grade. Bought yeah. hella bandanas, and then his mom had a hot glue gun, so we went and bought a bunch of rhinestones from the craft store, from Michael's Arts and Craft My, Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we gluing rhinestones on the bandanas and shit, and then rocking them. At the parties, and then we end up start selling those. Everybody in the neighborhood want those now. They're like, oh, nah, man, they're they're looking like jag jagged edge and shit. Right, man. <laughs> Everybody was out there jagged edge, and it was chicken head and chingy and all that yeah. shit. Man. But you know, this the 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 style always really came from just like you know yeah. the older older niggas I looked up to, man. Um, uh, my my sister my sister had a boyfriend at the time that was a real fresh nigga, man. He he put me on a lot of shit. She used to work at the hip hop connection clothing store um where it's like all the high-end uh right right all the high-end hip-hop wear of the era is up there right. you know all that type of shit so i was just kind of raised around it a lot of the time man um my parents was a little younger than most so they were still getting fresh too you, and you had to mean? fly you had to fly ass yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, my parents were still they, they was still i was hate i was hating too. on y'all man i was hating on y'all <laughs> nah my, I my, my, parents, parents, my parents was looking like uh uh, 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 James and Florida Evans, they were still dressing like that. Yeah, man, I, I, hate, I hate to see it, man. No, I, I, I had my first pair of Jordans in, uh, I have the tens. I think oh, that was in like, I was in like third, second, third grade. Oh, yeah, or something. That's the first ones I could remember. Uh, I probably had some other ones. The first ones yeah. I remember was the tens. And, uh, yeah, nigga, nigga been fresh forever though. Like I won best dressed in my high, in my high school. I won best dressed in eighth grade. Like, right. This 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 wasn't never nothing new. Like that's why 
it, it, it wasn't a gimmick what we was doing. It wasn't right. something that we was just putting on to like fit into character. Like niggas just been fresh all the time and uh, hey, it just man. translated translated into the music and you know, it, it proved so, to be successful. Hey Mike and Chuck, I feel like in that era, it was so much variety, so much originality, especially, mm. you know, in the Midwest as well. Cause I was born in Flint, Michigan. I was raised in Tennessee, but my siblings is much older than I am. So like, a lot of stuff you was mentioning, like Pelly Pell, even uh hold on, hold on, hold on. Down. Hold on, hold on. I got mentioned. Don't forget Maurice Malone. Man, yeah, Maurice nigga, Malone, hey. yeah. Willie yeah, Esco, Maurice Willie Malone. Esco, shout out to Willie Esco. Johnny Blaze. Yeah, I, I know Johnny about that Maurice Malone. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Beat this, beat this. So you seen something that literally got to me and didn't leave my soul since it happened yeah. is when I realized that MC Breed was only two hours away from me. Yes. It, it did. I checked, bro. I knew about Man. Breed. I knew about Dayton family. I was like, oh, this state is crazy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You would go see Flint. some shit. Michigan, the only state where you could drive two miles, two hours north and run into a city full of niggas that's fresher than, than, than everything. Bro. That's a fact. You that's go to a, a Pontiac fact. Northern, you go to a Pontiac Northern high school game. That shit felt like paid full. <laughs> you go to skiing uh, <laughs> or something. That shit felt like lean on me. You go to anything <laughs> in Flint, that shit felt like Boys in the Hood. You it go to did. anything in Detroit, that shit felt like New Jack City. It was like, how, it ain't no other state with that many cities. Uh, just black people that moved so different, had their own slang, yeah. and I'll dress you. I'll dress you. Shoot your eyebrows <laughs> off for nothing just for a leather coat. It was like yeah. Michigan's most dangerous, freshest, coolest <laughs> it state is. ever. I, I, I then, feel like... And you think I about like Illinois, this shit is the same. I ain't even same know. Way. Like you, you fuck with us. You go down. You go in the suburbs. You get out your car at a gas station. Talk to a nigga crazy like, shit. I ain't even from Chicago. Yeah. Get your motherfucking head hit, man. Get your motherfucking head hit. It's so. I've been to Chicago twice. I know. I man. Yeah. yeah think about think about Chicago. This tricky is like. Our suburbs is hood. Like it's not yeah, like it's not agreed. like when you think of suburbs. Like our suburbs is ghetto as hell. So it's yeah. just like, our, they destroyed all our projects and then they sent all the project mm. niggas to the suburbs. Exactly. So like Cabrini so Greens suburbs, and that's Greens and all that shit. Yeah, they yeah. sent them niggas out. So yeah. where's, where's uh, Amon Shopper? Where's he from? Uh, Amon, damn, I don't know what part of the city he from. I know he from Chicago. He from the West Side. Part. Yeah, I don't know what party mine is. Outside, I think he just out uh, outside of Chicago. I thought he was from the West Side. I, I think he went to high school in the West Side. He definitely gave me West Side vibes. No, he's a good nigga, man. I gave him some clothes before. Uh, I made some clothes for him and Tiana before. Uh, yeah, he he's super cool, thorough thorough nigga, man. So look, so look, 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 look I want to move forward a little bit. Now, being that uh, you know, Chuck, you you from you from the D. And 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 uh, hey Mike, you from just outside of Chicago? How did y'all guys come together and 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 become the cool kids? And where did that name even come from? And matter of fact, where did you guys' names come from? Where did you, you know, talk about Man. that a little bit. Yeah, I was I was still coming out of high school. You know, I'm still actually my my junior year of high school, pretty much. And uh, me and Chuck had a, a mutual friend that was also a producer. Um, okay. And he kind of introduced us. He was like, "Man, I think you should. I think you should holler at holler at uh, English, man. He, he got some shit. I think you'll like. Y'all kind of on a similar wave right now. You might want to hit him up, man. Try to see if y'all could work together or something." I hit him up, and uh, 
you know, I had been listening to his beats for a couple weeks before that and shit, just getting a feel for the sound and all that. And then, you know, we finally uh, started to talk on MySpace. And, um, MySpace, and, God yeah, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finally started to talk on MySpace. And then, um, you know, we ended up linking up in real life. I went down to his crib, which was in the city, because he was going to uh, the Art Institute in downtown okay. Chicago. I was still in high school in the burbs. So I drove up to his crib in the city. Um, we planned on making beats and, you know, just kind of getting some music going and shit. And uh, shit, one thing turned to another. Uh, I ended up rapping in his crib for about two hours straight freestyling shit. And, you know, he was like, damn, I didn't even know you rapped. I thought you just made beats. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of just make beats now. I used to be rapping, but he was like, no, I think you should. I think you should rap. Like we, we we should do this. Is you should rap. I should make the beats, and then um, that's pretty much how it started out. And then I look up after a couple of, a couple attempts at us making some songs. He bring a beat and he brings a beat and a verse that he rapped uh, to the beat, and he rapped it to me. And I'm like, damn, I ain't know you rap. Like you, you just you just surprised the shit out of me. And I was like, that was actually hard. You should rap too. Like we should both rap. And then he was like, oh shit, all right. Well, we should we should both rap. We should make a group then. And that's pretty much how it uh, came to life right there. So Chuck, you wasn't rapping. You wasn't rapping before. Nah, man, I ain't rap shit till I got a sidekick and was bored and just had this no section. But I always was well read and always loved rap so much that in speech class which i used to get crazy grades in in my speech class oral presentation any sort of thing of writing or imaginative writing that was one of the classes i did the best in. like i never i wasn't a bad student but i wasn't a great student but the one class i got a 99 in for the whole semester was like script writing so my imagination would be crazy then uh i spent like a couple months literally out the game for a while because I broke my ankle and had to have reconstructive surgery on it and had to rehab it and do all this shit. And like we had met right before I broke my ankle. So I like was like, damn, I had so much on my mind because we had just met and I was like, damn, all right, I think I got an idea here. Like I think with the way music was going and the potential for somebody to just break out and right. the fact that things were just so mainstream that anybody from the underground could do anything if they were good yeah, like yeah. just to give you like like constant like like con um what's the word some sort of context that's the word yeah, it's right. like the jay-z and danger mouse great album comes out mm. you know what i'm saying like dang you're taking me back man. like 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 mm. i'm in college but little brother and most deaf the biggest yeah. nigga ever no matter yeah. what yeah. it is like yeah. like to my school jay-z is cool but if little brother would have pulled up uh beginning of 06 yeah. they could have sold out the united center mm. you know same here saying? like at that point in time lupe to me was the most craziest thing ever <laughs> right. ever yeah. seen Hey, hey. Like he was making people switch their rap styles, dress style. He got GQ best dressed nigga, bro. Like he was yes. on a black man on a skateboard. Like yeah, I yeah, yeah. never seen it. We saw yeah. it with Pharrell, but he was like, "You was rich, you could get a skateboard." Yep. He was the and first man, dude. I'm not even gonna lie, no offense, but he was the first dude out of uh, Chicago that I really took seriously as a oh, I get as, a, 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 as a high top tier lyricist. Like always throw Colin yeah, with no nah, dude ass. Nah, bro, level. if there was Joe Lupe, bro, there well, Lupe is, is is an alien. There's certain guys that's just dope, and then you got aliens. Royce the five nine, Lupe, Black Thought. Them niggas are aliens. Right. But yeah. see, look, the thing about 
them as lyricists and like us being a generation underneath y'all, we didn't even, like there was a part of Lupe shit, we didn't even notice this nigga was rapping. It was just everything he did was what we wanted to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? When he had go on podcasts or a little web interviews and he get to talking about the streetwear that we living in, that we waiting in line to get. Agreed. never ever happened. Or <laughs> he talking about shit off Madison on the west side that we've mm -hmm. been to certain soul food restaurants. Yeah. You like, oh, so you trying to tell me that you could be from the inner city and be this nigga yeah, at the same exactly. time? Like exactly. they never talk, bro. We just got off fifty yeah. cent. I, yeah. I thought I had to sell crack to rap. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until Lupe put it in our head, bro. Listen, me and him was so gone off Lupe, like. That's my man's, right? We we didn't play basketball, all that shit together. I know he's athletic, but I ain't seen him be as athletic as when we went to Lupe concert and Mikey jumped on stage. He kind of crashed the stage. He just he got so hyped. Oh yeah, <laughs> bro just got on stage. He did a hop and then he did a jump when he got on stage. When Lupe was doing, bro, my man could have dunked on a twelve foot rim that day. Man, dog. And no, I was couldn't so tell like, you that, that I ain't even feel uh, one bit of like, Jordan. bring me up. <laughs> like, man, we here, bro. We here. This nigga just jumped out the gym. Like, yeah, yeah. if Lupe say we gonna jump, we jumped. Like, that was the first artist where I was like, oh, shit, I'm jumping. Yeah, that's, that's damn near the first concert that I actually made a way to get to and 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 did on my own like i didn't been to little concerts as a kid where you know you go with your older older siblings or whatever or your mom or pops but that was the first one i went to on my own and got the ticket for and all that shit. i was gone man like yeah he, he had a it was a different type of chokehold on that generation <laughs> that generation yeah, of, he, of black kids man he hit us with a trifecta where it was like the style wasn't a skit. It wasn't like a, a put on. Like right, right. We seen him outside. We seen him at St. Alfred's. We, we seen him <laughs> at Secret Pimps. We seen we seen what he was doing. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? When the Kick Push video debuted on 106 and Park, mm. that's around the corner from my crib. This got people I see every day in the video, yeah. mm. and this is uh, Jay Z executive produced. So when I saw that, I was like. Okay, we got. It fucks you up. No, it, it, I didn't. It, it, I just was like, okay, we got a chance because yeah. this door ain't too far from the door we we got. Before right, that, yeah. it was like, all right, do, does he got to talk about some street shit? Because he got some yeah. cousins that can back him up. Do I got to make some? You know what I'm saying? Hood hop ass beats. Like, do we got to be like a street group? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna say, but what, what were you guys rapping like, like prior to that? What, what, we what was did. We literally met off the loop. Like, we met, and then when our first raps were coming out, we had that same type of uh, psychology. Right. Like, yeah. Writing mm -hmm. crazy metaphors with pauses yeah. in, be in in between. Like, I was trying to do my best version of like a hybrid between like the best Neptune beats and the best Timberland beats and the yeah. best Jay Dilla beats. You know, this is mm -hmm. right off, just to get into full context, bro, this is right after Champion Sound dropped. So I'm thinking about how duos work. Like, I just listened to a Mad Lib J Dilla album mm. where they rapped on each other's beats and switched every song, nigga. I was <laughs> gone. I, I paid too much attention. I was a fucking super fan. I ain't never go get no haircut without three magazines in my hand. Whether it was uh, a scratch, whether it was the source, where it was like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When people think about why we are the way we are, like, I was a fan. 
You know what I mean? Like I was a fan and happy about it and had enough material to not even complain. I didn't I didn't say, oh yeah, music's whack. Bro, I had everything I wanted. I remember listening to high tech CD first week I got to college. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? I got this? You know what I'm saying? Turn around, get an NERD CD. Turn around, get, you know what I'm saying? All the shit that we yeah. was digesting at that point. It was starting to change and it let me know that my musical, the things I, I dreamed about musically, like I, there was a potential. No doubt. Because when 8 Mile came out and Paid Full Soundtrack came out, then 50 Cent came out, I was like, oh yeah, I got to I need to stick to my books. I ain't gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that from a lot of a lot of uh, rappers. Uh, man. Like, I, I, what I, from what I hear, with uh, listening to a lot of rappers that came that that uh, were around that time, they said it was Kanye. They said Kanye was one of the guys that that inspired them to re- oh, you yeah. know to, to feel like they don't have to be this street guy. You got you know what I'm saying? Like Kanye, Kanye started. It, it was like Kanye, then it was Lupe. Yeah, then yeah. It was us, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it was a, it was a fluid. If it was a fluid, like hand over the crowd type of shit, where it was like we, we changed, we changed young black kids' perspective. But I would say y'all still, I, I would say y'all come from the the Kanye tree because y'all got that's what as we much do. I love Lupe. As Kanye, much as I love Lupe, Lupe, Lupe don't y'all have swag and y'all always had the style, the flavor, a flair. Lupe, as much as I love him, he wasn't really on the fashion shit like y'all. No, he, he was. was. When he started. He was. He was hey, Lupe. Oh, Lupe. Well, yeah, I will say this: crazy. Lupe was one. Lupe was one of the first cats that I seen talking about Japanese brands it's like a, Goyard. Going off of. Yeah, I did. I did even Pharrell. Like I love Pharrell, but Lupe was one of the first ones that connected oh. with me when it comes to Japanese brands. He was talking yeah, about yeah, so, yeah. like on Gold Watch. I remember having the bass and all that shit, but but I'm saying like the whole. I get you know what I'm looking at it. No, I'm not CC. You guys are just talking about like as far as like the fashion and stuff. I'm talking about the flair. I think like and the brashness that 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 Kanye had. I feel like y'all kind of come under that more than because Lupe. You know, some people would say he could be a little preachy at times, and I don't feel like you guys were ever like that. Now it's not a not to me. I don't have no problem. I like all different types of hip hop, but the cool kids' music is fun. Oh yeah, it's, musically, it's musically music. we got our own. Musically, yeah. we definitely on our uh, we on our own own path with that. I think exactly music, musically, musically, um, when we started out, uh, yeah, we we it wasn't shit else to really compare that to, to be honest, because like it's taking elements of older shit, but right. we were still very, very, very unique kids that was putting a, a different spin on it too, musically, like his beats. Right. You couldn't really call them like Pharrell beats. They didn't mm. really sound all the way like that. And they really didn't That's sound all the way like a Timberland. They didn't sound like a Dilla all the way like that. Like, you know how some producers are really good at just like imitating the sound perfectly. Right. And there can be, there's there's multiples of a great sound. Like there is mm-hmm. a Metro booming and you got a Wheezy out of here and you got a motherfucking Lex Luger. Lex Luger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they yeah. all have the same sound, but you know, they're able to, continue to uh right. you know each moment make their mark with that sound right. no with doubt. our sound like it wasn't re- we didn't really we didn't really uh give no room for uh you know us to be compared a lot like well, that imitated yeah. yeah yeah it was it was hard to like put a finger on like 
oh okay this is this is who they sound exactly like like you know how you can go find a rapper and be like oh you sound exactly like this it's still like that now you sound exactly like that exactly your beats sound exactly like this motherfucker. you couldn't really do that with us so they would everybody used to have to figure out what they wanted to anchor us with they was like man okay we can't really say they sound like this person so what do they look like all right maybe they look like this and then it was like oh you hipsters they look like a hipster okay so they're rapping and they're hipsters so it's a hipster rap and then that's how that whole thing started back in like the early 2007s and 8s when all the rap magazines was trying to figure out what to call new rappers they couldn't figure it out yet because it wasn't really a name for it and that's really how it all started Go ahead. Hey, AB, I'm gonna let you go ahead and jump in. Yeah, um, like, how do you all keep that originality? Because at that time, it was carbon copy, copies going around, you know. Um, it was a different time in the game, right? 50 Cent was popping, you know. Um, but how you was able to stay original and creative? Because it's easy to follow the, the norm. You know, how y'all was able to, to stay out of that box and create your own space um, in the music well, industry? Wow. You know what's wild in my head? That's it a good question. Zero, it, it makes it, it's harder. It's hard to follow the norm. It's like you have to keep up. Like once you put yourself on that track, originality is freedom. And if you start that way and you prove to people that your originality is worth collecting, because that's the, that, that like keeps that whole everything is inclusive shit like at bay it's not it's exclusive people are exactly. better than you and shit. Hell yeah. i am better than people at what the yeah. fuck i do I'm exactly you know what i'm saying like I, i'll stand on business literally i find too many niggas you, you can't find too many niggas better than me better than me at what i do and That's a fact. i'm selling that to people outside of this social circle i'm like oh yeah why should you listen to chuck english yeah because i be li- i live you know what i'm saying so exactly. what i say on the record the little cheeky ass metaphors i got and all that i told you that because i thought that in my head while i was in the middle of it i could actually give you some game when i hear beats in my head it takes me back to being that little kid sitting in my uncle's jeep listening to uh, ain't no future in your front for the first time you was not mm-hmm. outside for that you didn't get to see that, but I can yeah. give it to you. I can yeah. share it with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to school across the street from where Prince Fielder went to school, and Cecil Fielder picked Prince Fielder up listening to nothing but a G thing in a 64 Apollo. <laughs> Yo, that's legendary, Prince. I literally, when my mama Yo, picked me up, I damn near wanted to just leave me. I just wanted to be like, just leave me, bro. Like, I, would, I used to have I a know. fake, I used to have a fake uh, Cecil Fielder jersey back in the day. Oh, man. Fake one. <laughs> Knock off jersey. No, I, I, I mean, I agree with that. So, like, like no, it, no, just to finish up, so, so to keep the originality is like, nothing can take away from me the memories and, and input I got from the things I was fans of. Like, I caught hip hop's golden era. I'm not going to let it go. I don't have to. But I'm going to do it my way. That's real. Like, that's if it's, real. If it's a dope beat, like like for example, in my head, when I hear a dope beat, I'll be like, the first thing I think is like, damn, what if the drums was in reverse? Like I don't let things just stay still. I'm just like, it ain't weird enough for me. Like it ain't it ain't it didn't make me feel like I'll never have that experience again. Like the first time I ever heard Planet Rock was at the skate rink holding a girl's hand. Like the first time ever holding a girl's hand was to planet rock nigga at the mm. most ghettoest skate rink ever it was like <laughs> you couldn't take that away from me i see i felt Good. it i understood what people yeah, why yeah. people responded to the shit like yeah. that so when well, me and him 
we saw being a young black kid in like a slightly ghetto middle class area, but we didn't know it. We saw life the same before we even met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we just telling the pictures we've seen. Our parents say the same shit. We before we got on this, we was talking about how our daddies be on the phone saying the same shit, and everybody with a black daddy they heard the same shit, bro. <laughs> Forty five minutes talking about nothing, Man. trying to trying to tell you how they about to fix something or how they yep. save some money in some other area. Every nigga over fifty does the same shit, bro. Cause my, cool. dad, my dad, my dad had me on the phone for an hour uh on tuesday because he couldn't figure out how to uh remove his uh license plate from the uh toll road uh situation <laughs> out here in he's like man you know uh i got the ipass now so you know i got the electronic tolls but now i gotta take my uh my car off the uh website thing because he was scared they're gonna charge him twice he's scared they're gonna, i'm like dad they're not gonna charge you twice if yeah. you got the ipass you don't got to worry about that. It's going to be fine. Yeah. They're not, no, I think they're going to charge me twice. So I don't want to get charged. I'm like, it's going to be 40 cents. And then once you figure that out, you can, you can call them up and Yo, tell them that was so a mistake. Real. And they're going to give it back. And they're going to cancel everything. And you're going to be yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm like, you don't, you don't even want to take that 40 cent risk, huh? He's like, no, I just, just want to get it in race. That's, 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 how, that's, how old, that's how them old school brothers be. Hey, man. They My dad outside right now. He'll literally send this bitch up over him. Fifteen dollar extra surcharge. That's <laughs> <laughs> he looked at this white lady. We on vacation. He looked at this white lady by the pool bar. Told her, "Uh, damn, uh, seventeen dollars for some wine." I was like, yeah, like, oh damn! <laughs> he wasn't trying to. Oh man! But yeah, I nah. say that to say this. Me and him seen the same thing, and when we realized mm-hmm. we did, our ability to t- tell a story this it never runs out of material. Because our uncles did the same shit, but y'all uncles did the same shit. Even if your uncle was smoked out, he said the same shit at one point. It's like black <laughs> no. people's experience in this country is very similar, and we way more united and we way more together than we ever think. And while everybody's, you know, what I'm saying it's a lot of division, it's a lot of separate shit. Yep. We can yeah. just be silent and just tell you the story you know you heard, bro. Like you mm-hmm. know you like this, you know you like this, you yep. know you like what this song yeah. like. Yeah. You know that when this song come on, it reminds you of barbecue smoke. Like, come on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if That's I'm on, if I'm on, if I'm gonna go down for representing something, I'm gonna be that like silent understanding that we all know. No doubt. So that's where our originality comes from. Because when we wake up, it's still some black shit that ain't been on TV or been on a record that everybody's forgetting. Hell yeah. Forgetting that sound, yep. forgetting how that goes, or that vibe. this joke, this joke that you ain't heard in a while, you heard it on the record, and we said right, it. You right. Hey, hit us with that one. Like that's where it's originality, but it exists within parameters. Like I always wanted to make black people look cool. That's it. But I wasn't gonna stand on no soapbox and be like, "Hey, we cool. You see all this cool shit we going?" Because anytime you do that, you open yourself up for a comment section. We just gonna do that. When you see us, it's like, man, why we had white kids dressing like us, and they didn't, and they didn't even feel alienated. You know what I mean? The parents didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Your son was on rollerblades one day. Next day, he in the house with a nautica jacket. Yeah, <laughs> you're not even offended. You like, yeah. oh yeah, my son with some style. with some black mags with the black mags joints. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> on a bike. You know, but uh, no, I mean, I like, I, I, I really feel like, you know, during that time frame, y'all made it, y'all made it real cool, man. Like you said, like to be yourself, and not only to be yourself, 
but correct me if I'm wrong, y'all never signed to a major label deal. Like I always, you know, used to look, mm. this, this back when you have CDs, you look at the credits, you look at the label and you was mm. always independent. Now we got so many artists talking about being independent, but at yeah, that time, yeah. every yeah. artist was trying to get a major label deal because a major label deal was like going to a professional league, but you kept it original. You had your freedom, like Chuck said, y'all was independent. What made y'all want to stay independent during a time frame where Man, that, it wasn't like time, how it is now? That time period. Uh, so looking looking back as an adult now who actually been through the shit and, you know, was a part of it for real. Um, we were trying to we we're trying to protect ourselves from all the horror stories that we had heard, you know, coming up before then. Because we was like, all right, we, we, we got a cool idea here. This got wings to it. Like we could actually like take off with this shit like what do we do though like how do we not get caught up in the bear trap and you know shoot ourselves in the foot too early and the first thing was always like all right gotta watch out for the major labels because they in here to take your deal and then they want to change your sound and put you in the studio with you know producer x y and z that don't vibe with you and then they want to get they gonna hit you with the, the making in the band type joint yeah then they want to yeah. get it then they want to get a jamaican nigga to sing on your hook or, you know, reggae vibe or something like that um damn this shit do <laughs> yeah. that like, time bro, frame they was getting a lot of uh reggae cats to sing the hooks though that shit was that man the mid 2000s was funky was, man hey we ain't even seen element we have not seen elephant man bro where it broke yeah. up that's a good question that's a good question but go and ahead finish, gotta, finish up uh, mikey finish up <laughs> yeah man but yeah you know uh they want to put you uh they want to put you in a room with artists that you ain't never met or heard about and you don't like personally or they don't like you and it just was a horror story that we, di- we didn't want to encounter so we was like all right let's try to find a way to do this without having to get into that lane and around that time indie labels was a real cool big thing to do for people outside of rap like bands and indie singers and you know uh all these punk bands and all that stuff they were all being really successful right in this indie record label world that was existing back then so we was like right. oh shit, man maybe we should just maybe we should go that way and try to get yeah. you know trying to get involved in that in that world of labels which we did and we was like all right we, we, we're gonna lean over there when it comes to what we do with the business wise and it had nothing to do with the art but just business wise we want to go do shit away from you know major label rap you know it wasn't the move for us especially with the way we looked and bringing forth a new idea old black people who own the record label gonna tell your ass like hey man you need to dress take this shit off put this yeah. on we're gonna put you in the studio with so and so and we're gonna make you a street single you need a club single <laughs> And then you need to sing Damn, for so the that girls. shit is really it's really like that, huh? Damn. Especially back then. I don't think it is now anymore. I think that the labels now, they completely flipped it where they like, we not doing fucking anything. You do every single part of this and we'll <laughs> yeah. give you the money for it and you pay us back and that's it. But labels nowadays, these major labels, ARs and shit, they don't do shit. They, don't do shit. they probably they probably uh, find you a couple beats here and there or you yeah. know. Uh, make a call to somebody manager if you want to get a feature but major labels flipped it now they don't do anything now they like we're not we're not putting in no creative work we got the money we'll give you the we'll put the money up but your ass going and doing the tiktoks and the uh the twitter you better go viral and uh get your get your numbers up and shit because we ain't doing that for you they they wait they wait till you get hot now yeah yeah you got to do all that shit now you know what i mean 7-eleven they gotta pull the hot dog off the off the the rolling (laughs) (laughs) track 
Yeah, they're not discovering artists and they don't discover no, you. No, no, um, ain't no uh showcase. Oh, and, uh, what do you call it? Um, demo you tapes, know, like, and shit. like development. What do you call that? What, what artist, that? artist and repertoire. Yeah. Artist development. Yeah, yeah artist development. Like that. Like that. That's that's like that. Hey, bro, that's like you, a palm pilot. You better develop your own ass if you want to get <laughs> yeah. this deal. That's what they said. You better yeah. develop your shit like before you palm get palm here. Yep. Remember palm pilots? Oh yeah, you taking it back? Yeah, yeah. Them shits came and went. Right. It's like yeah, it's cool. It used to happen. Them bitches was functional, but like, yeah. happening yeah. no more. No more. That's no why more a lot of these all. artists out here looking crazy, man. You know, they, 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 I hear a lot of people complain about different artists going on DJ Vlad and tell. I'm like, man, that that they, now you see what with artist development. You know how Yo. important it was when you have guys that's out there running their goddamn mouth. They on social media talking crazy. Everybody tweaks. <laughs> you bring that up, and it's crazy because we did Vlad one time. And when I was in there, you know, shout out to that man. I don't, I don't got, I never have nothing bad to say about nobody. But like when you walk in that studio, like nigga, it feel like, hey, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Room. Yeah. Bro, not even there. No, he definitely not even in the Nigga's state, not in even the city. Seen, dog. Like he on a laptop in another room. Asking you questions in a studio <laughs> with a drum set. Yeah, I gotta check. Game. I gotta check that out. Yo, that shit on YouTube. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Nigga, that's just crazy. Like every Vlad interview is a drum set behind a nigga and ain't no sticks. Yo. I gotta, I gotta no see that. Light. I gotta check that out. And ain't shit. Yeah, that shit wild. You know what I'm saying? Like that's wild. Y'all did, y'all did that interview together. Yeah, but we did it. We were doing it, and I think the drama was because we we had took a break. So when we got back together, we did a press run. It was like, you want to do Vlad at that time. In 2017, Vlad was it was immersive. It was like it was like he was asking a couple questions, but it didn't seem like bro was was the feds then. Now it's just like all y'all niggas are feds. Like, yeah, it changed. It changed so much. It definitely changed. Not one, man. Never seen a black question pertain to the music or how the music. I'm like, yo, why is you asking? What what this motherfucker did back in uh, two thousand and two, man? I forgot, so, what, I forgot so, somebody. He had just talked to somebody, or he said something. I don't know if it was T Grizz. Or he had said he had brought up a charge a nigga had when he was thirteen. Right, why we want to talk about that? What does that have to do with the beat? What does <laughs> that got to do with the beat, bro? What does that man. have to do? With the beat? I remember he asked Pee Wee Longway. He said, uh, "So, uh, <laughs> so you, 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 you and the boys, you guys, you guys still out? You guys still out there hustling? You and the boys, you, still, <laughs> you guys still hustling like you were? You, you still no, on the streets hustling?" No, he said something about his shirt being blue. He said, "Nah, it's a blue shirt." Yeah, like, you boy, you know, boy, still hustling. Nigga, Pee Wee Long. He was like, "No, nah, man, I was a school guy, man. I wasn't hustling. I was a school dude. Yeah, I was yeah. school guy, man. I went like, straight A's, baby." School I just thought about guy. something, Chuck and Mike. Was that the inspiration, like just DJ or just interviews in general, like that? Was that the inspiration for Ski Mask, the Ski Mask yes. interview off yeah, the new yeah, album? Yeah, yeah, the Ski yeah. Mask joint is the Ski Mask. Oh, yeah. okay. hey, you hey, 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 beat me to that one. You beat me to that one. I was gonna ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just thought about that, man. Like that's what they remind me from. Like exactly. That's yeah. that's, that's 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 where it, it was all. Ab- it was an abstract way of right. just telling y'all. That shit is funny do. as fuck. Man. It really is. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's shit. Oh, that's Who's that? Who is Reckless that? Who's the vo- whose voice is that? Oh, that was all me. That was all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, be, I be fucking around. Hey, hey man, this skits is crazy, man. Hey, that's Donnell too. Right, I be Donnell. fucking around. You did Donnell. Oh yeah, that's Donnell. I was Donnell too. Yeah. Hey, Donnell, Larry. List dog. of the credits. For real, <laughs> man. I, I, I love y'all concerts. I want. I want to go yeah. back a little bit though. I want to talk about you know what led up to. We, you know, we mentioned uh, we talked about the MySpace area. 
the MySpace era. Like, what was it like leading up to like the you know the bake sale uh, project, man? And you know, like the gone fishing. What was it like, man? You know, and what led to those you know releasing those two critically acclaimed projects? Man, the the bake sale was a funny. That was a funny experience because like me and him, we had already compiled a bunch of songs from just you know making shit in the early cool kids days. Uh, we compiled a bunch of songs and we was doing shows. The shows was turned. Uh, people was, you know, calling, calling for us to perform all over the city and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was starting to move around and, um, we, we had just a, a, a catalog of tracks that we already had made too. And we was like, kind of starting to pop off a little bit. So it was time to put together a proper, like disc, put together a proper, uh, we didn't want to do album quote unquote. So we made it EP, EP uh, which yeah. was a. Which was a new concept back then. I love like, that. I love people, that. Yeah. People wasn't really people wasn't really doing EPs around that time because it was all about the mixtape or the album. But we was like, man, what's what's in between a mixtape yeah. and an album? It's like it ain't quite an album because we ain't we gonna sit down and make an album. Like yeah. we ain't gonna just use these songs we already made for an album. And this shit better than a mixtape. So like, all right, maybe this the EP right here. And then we came up with that and ended up just grabbing our the hottest ones that we had you know on our myspace pages because people had already had a lot of those songs on their myspace and like blowing them up that's how we started doing shows and getting popular you know so uh we compiled the best ones we had on there uh the best ones we had out of our collection of myspace songs and all that and it was time to slap the the actual ep together and it's i'll never forget like when it came out i was already like so used to all the like songs and stuff that right. it didn't it didn't hit me until people started coming up to me it was like right. yo I heard your album because I was like in my head I had already heard all these songs for the past like year or so so right. it wasn't like new or crazy to me like that until the album came I mean, until the EP came out and then people in the real world started to be like yo wait yo that shit crazy and then like publications started to pick up and yeah, yeah. all the press starts to pick the up two and that's dope when, boys and that's all that yeah, yeah. Like, that's when I discovered how like press works and you gotta have like a fucking actual album for them to broke up again hold on hold on I had to do a lot of editing this one <laughs> Christ. Damn, I don't know why my shit keep freezing. I, I got I'm I'm in front of the great Wi-Fi too. I don't know why my I shit tweak it. It's crazy because I got no Wi-Fi. I got I'm at the house. Wifi. I'm in, I got in my Hilton, house. I got Hilton general free uh Wi-Fi. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> That's man. Crazy, yeah. But go ahead, finish keep freezing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Go ahead. I, I think that yeah, that's the first time that uh, you know I figured out how like the game kind of works. Like people don't respect it until it's an album. People don't respect it until it's an official thing that comes out. Then that's when the press comes. That's when people want to interview and book you for shows and shit and all that good stuff, man. But before that, you know, there was just mixtape songs on MySpace and people yeah. was rocking to them. But the real impact came after we really officially released the Bank Sale EP. You know. No doubt, no doubt. No, then you guys follow that up with the Gone Fishing. And that's when I got hip to you guys. I heard Gone Fishing, another classic. That was Mm -hmm. a classic, very critically acclaimed. And then I went back to Bake Sale. You know what I'm saying? So I was a little bit, I was was about, I was a couple of years later. I didn't get hip to y'all, like I said, around 2010, 2009, 2010. So around that time, man, you guys are working with like, you know, some of the the, the up and coming guys like Spitter, Stally, Big Sean, um, 
you know, your cousin, uh, Chuck, uh, Bodie James, like talk about that, man. Like I, one thing I love about you guys, you guys used to always collaborate with those guys, man. Talk about what, what was the, uh, those experiences like? Uh, I think it was, it oh, was King Chip like too. The, King Chip. Can't forget about King Chip. We just looking around and, and we seeing who's in our rooms or who's in our studio or who we kicking it with or who we calling when we get into yeah. town and getting weed from and you know, they shit is cold and we stand on business about ours. So it's like yeah. they get in the room, we like, oh yeah, this one this one for you. This one for you. Uh it's crazy too, cause those people you speak of, they became genuine friendships. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like no matter where me and Spitter are, we know how close of friends we are. And it's almost like I think we troll people because we haven't made our album yet. But it's like people don't get that we waiting for this moment and it ain't happened yet, right? And we say like, well, we do some shit. It gotta feel like this, right? Not mm -hmm. just feel like some, but you know, we we're we're we're, we're watering the seas and this shit so different. Like, where it's like we'll get to it, we get to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they say time is they say time is everything. Yeah, but it's like the same thing with with Stolly. It's like, bro, I didn't went back with Stolly since. Right, I met Stolly shopping at A Light. You know, what mm -hmm. in the day day. You know what I mean? Like. To the point where I'm, uh, he like down there running a life, and they open up a street across a store across the street, and he like, bro, you know, I got a tape coming out tomorrow. And I was like, what? Then listen to that bitch, like, damn, nigga, this shit is different. Was it Lincoln Heights? I don't even remember. No, I think it was before that. It was before Lincoln yeah, Heights. Yeah, it was yeah before bro, that. I didn't know Stelly for yeah. like almost close to thirteen to fifteen years. Okay, mm -hmm. no, it was before. It was before the Lincoln one. Yeah. I think it was like, the one he, he was rapping over Mad Lib instrumentals and stuff i believe was it that joint bro and we did a joint with him when uh dame dash had the, the art gallery that we was all posting that like that oh, was a yeah. whole moment mm. and it's crazy too because cootie and cheeky again whatever footage we all was in there doing he got it yeah all that shit. yeah all wiz that. wiz was through there most deaf was through there yeah, yeah. Motherfucking bun to come through there like Dame had a, a compound going on for a while that shit was uh yeah he had what had a, the dd12 DD label dd172 was it 112 or 172? Ah, oh, because it was 172. Yeah. That was address. No, that was a magical time that uh, I don't know if we ever going to see again, bro. Like, yeah, that I, shit was I, I, I swear crazy. I that. I like, that Ski, era. Ski beats as well. Ski, Ski, yeah. was, Ski was in prison in there, boy. Ski was in a cell <laughs> 24 hours a day. <laughs> like, any time of the day. But he liked that shit. He yeah, wasn't you, trapped in there. He no, liked Ski, yeah. Ski, yeah. Ski put himself in there. Like, yeah. any time of the day. You walk into DD one seventy two and you and you on the like, it's a it's a list of motherfuckers that Dame liked and that you could come by and just record and do whatever the fuck all day any day anytime. Yeah. And if you was one of them people, you go in there any time of the day. Ski making some heat. You could just hey Ski, yeah, what up? Yeah. Let's let's cook some. And he like yeah, come on, let's do it. Super it was just underrated. a magical. Super then underrated. most then most definitely come in. Then most definitely be like what y'all doing? And then walk in and then currency would come in and be like what y'all doing? And this is like you can't get that kind of vibe no more. Like like oh, in a man. collection of yes. rappers, yeah, like yeah, I, I, I could not see a lot of these niggas being able to like let down the egos enough to right. like be able to just like walk into or or feel confident enough in your ability to walk into another nigga session and without your you know without your cheat sheet on you and all your you know extra mm -hmm. extra accoutrements on you and be able to like <laughs> deliver a, a fire ass rap yeah. on the spot that day like a lot yeah. of niggas got to go home and get with their writer and like do it in secret and then come yeah. back to the studio in a week after they got it all prepared 
over there it was like nah you walk in off the off off the new york streets and so that's how these collaborations come came together because i you know we was we was just walking in and out of the (laughs) studio bro like everybody was just friends man no doubt yeah and it's like the thing with bodie bodie was bodie's the reason why i rap because that's my older cousin that's your cousin talk about that a little bit yeah yeah like i'll never forget i'm i'm like in 11th grade and uh you know between like eighth ninth and 11th grade he got sent down south because you know what i'm saying the shit he be rapping about was real so when we was younger he had did some shit and his parents didn't send him down to mississippi with his grandmama and the rest of his people to see if he could you know get his order together but he's mm-hmm. such a he's such a sharp nigga that it was quick so he was back by the time i was in 11th grade okay and then uh we had a moment because now I'm grown. I ain't the little cousin trying to run behind him. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a football player. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm at this school where the sports is good. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got my own little roster shorties. Like, so he came to kick it with me one weekend. I'll never forget this. He came to kick it with me the weekend I got my car for the first time. And we, we just mobbed. Like, this is before I'm even smoking weed like that. So it's like, it's a different type of time with us. But we going to the court, we playing basketball, we getting snacks, all this shit. Right. And then I'll never forget, my daddy had got me this beat making program. Uh, it was like this acid hip hop pro, where it's like it had a whole bunch of rap loops in it and I could build my own beats. Cause okay. my dad knew that this is what I wanted to do. Mm. I'll never forget putting together a little beat and cuz opened up this 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 thing with like set like a whole bunch of paper or raps he wrote while he was in uh like juvie or whatever jail situation whatever situation <clears throat> had going before he came back and started rapping to it and i literally i bought literally my eyes my whole brain melted because i was like oh, the best rapper i ever heard in the world <laughs> did he have the flow that he had now huh did, what, did he have that that that, that distinctive Bro, flow that he like, had now? It was right crazier than like he he hate me for saying this, but as good as he is now, he is shell of himself. And when he was no sick, way, was, wow, that's like no way. Bro, when he was fresh, Bro, off the, he didn't no way. Think it was gonna work. I can't. I, I don't believe man. That, that's wow. one of those guys, man. Back when, that back is when we super was, consistent. Back when we was making a bake sale, I uh, remember I met him for the first time and he was he was in from out of town for a little bit. He was recording, uh, what the fuck song was that? Uh, when I unloaded, got a hold it like a banjo. banjo that what is, song was that one? Uh, I, can, I can hear him saying it. I can hear him yeah. saying it. Then the, the, <laughs> nigga, the nigga just, uh, that first time I seen him, he was on the mic and I'm like, oh God. I'm like, this your cousin nigga? This, this shit crazy. What's going on? And then he disappeared. <laughs> he disappeared and, and then I didn't see him for like three years. Yo, and I'm not, he came hey, look, back and then y'all started worry about you know, me. cooking I'm not up about again. to DJ Vlad, y'all niggas on this shit. Like, <laughs> like we, Boldy does. If you want to know what the nigga was doing, listen to the music. There we go. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, ain't nothing getting no. It's like if you fighting cases and you're doing the shit that it, it's just that shit was happening. That's from my real cousin. I was really there. Hey. And like, I got him to do this this ain't something he dreamed of. this is mm. him that hey if you do this the right way won't nobody be better than you 
even us. Like I'm, I don't got it. I, you know what I mean? Oh like, no, I, no, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going there with him, man. Especially if he felt competition, and I know y'all hear with a Bodie rap song, like when somebody that can rap is on the rap with him, like yeah, yeah he going all the way there and like yeah, literally yeah. finger rolling. But it's like my cousin was also really good at basketball, so watching this duality of like. You know what I'm saying? He's like, tall. Is he like 6'4", some shit? Uh, when you think about it, bro, I'm about to tell. This is the first time I ever told us. The coach of the Pelicans, Willie Green, and Bodie went to high school together, and they played basketball together. And Willie Green, as good as he was, Willie Green jump out the gym, dunk yeah, on yeah, like dunk yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Willie Green would tell you, my cousin was actually an issue on that basketball court, too. Trife. Wow. You realize, like, Dead ass, that, that's that crazy. Gonna, that ain't gonna get him what he wanted to get that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even his little cousin, my cousin Puna, <clears throat> my cousin, Bodie was so good that everybody within his vicinity, as far as cousins, even my little brother, was just better at basketball just because he was better. He was that good. My my cousin Puna was a defensive player of the year, two years in a row. And he four years, four or five inches shorter than cuz. How tall is Bodie though? How tall is that yeah, nigga? Bobby. About six two, six three. That makes like my height. I'm, I'm six one. But his arms long, bro, and he got a he got a. Yeah, fun, he can't forget. He looks super he tall. Yeah, he looked really tall. Can't yeah, forget. Like I think him and I think him and Willie Green the same height. Okay, okay. So that was like they went to the same high school, but you know Willie stuck to his books and ended up dunking okay, on look, everybody. I want I want I want to talk about um 2011 2011. You guys dropped uh, when fish ride bicycles and on that project you work with my favorite rapper of all time ghostface killer don't at me anybody that's my that's my favorite rapper of all time and you also work with pharrell so how did that collaboration come together and were you guys on were you guys still independent around that time yeah, yeah. we did that deal we did that deal with uh that was us being smart because gone fishing when fish ride bicycles tackle box all that shit was one album so i always think about like man what if we could have hit him with that but we couldn't we was stuck in our little bullshit so we found ways to dump the records off the album that if y'all thought we was good off the bake sale which is the joints we made when we first met and didn't even yeah. care about the shit we just experimented all right now watch what we do if we do an album and we had this dream we had this thought but that album a classic I, I couldn't hold that in that's a fucking classic man I appreciate that. But That's it was nice. like, imagine if Gone Fishing and that album and, and the Tackle Box was all the same album. Holy you know shit. Know? That would have been crazy. Yeah. They were crazy. the same album. We didn't make nothing different. We just started taking the records we made for the one album and be like, well, damn, all right, well, let's just make these as a mixtape. And like, all right, damn, let's yeah. just make these as a mixtape. And then just uh, when Mountain Dew came with us and was like, let's do a single, we was like, actually, can you take 11 more of these bitches and make an album out of it so we can at least get something off? So that was, uh, that's not exactly how we wanted it to go, but we glad people digested it as such. As such. You know what I'm saying? Like, very, very critically acclaimed, man. What was it like? Like I said, what was it like, you know, working with Ghostface? And, and I know uh, Pharrell, he produced about maybe about four or five tracks on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it was, was like? it was ill, man, because especially with uh especially with Pharrell because we we went down there to work with him in the studio actually in Miami mm -hmm. and um 
it was just a it was an interesting experience because you know obviously chuck is a producer too pharrell a producer too so it's like what do we get from pharrell that we you know take of our own right. and what do we give to this as well because it's okay. like it's not the same situation as like just a rapper going to pharrell to get a beat like mm -hmm. you know we we very kind of self-sufficient at the same time right, right, and right. um we meeting up with Pharrell and then we we coming up with a game plan like all right what kind of joint do we want from Pharrell like we both are big Pharrell heads so we was like yeah. let's 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 come up with like our top three favorite Pharrell joints that we would want to get something inspired right. by you right, know right. for for our own shit so we sat there and just really chewed you know chewed the fat and really figured out like what kind of sound we wanted from dude and ended up getting in there with him and just talking to him about it telling him who he was man like you know what you did to everybody i'm sure you know but like you fucked the game up bro like you yep. changed the world you know so we go in there talking to him and then start cooking up them joints and he he trying to get a feel for us at the same time man and i like the way that he works because like he comes with an idea already he doesn't just come to the studio and like, all right, what y'all want to do? He's like, oh, no, I've been studying y'all and thinking of some stuff. Let me see what y'all think about these couple things. And it kind of sparked everything from there, man. And yeah, we was able to pretty much come up with the uh, those two records that we did with him right off bat, you know. Um, it was just fire to get in the studio, actually work with him and see that also that he was who he really said he right, was. Right, right, right. You know, like mm -hmm. he was the real deal. Like he yeah. He's exactly how you see him on his interviews and then right. documentaries and all that shit, man. So it was crazy to be able to uh, really see it live and in person like that, man. Um, and at that time, uh, he had he had kind of chilled off of like the uh, hard, quote unquote, like the harder yeah, shit. Yeah, he was, he was kind of leaning towards like leaning, the it was like more, it was like more pop. It was more pop. It was yeah, more yeah. like um, kind of just more more pop leaning stuff. Around yeah. that time, because he was getting big Gloria Stefan bags. Yeah, he was Robin Pick and Sam Tracks and shit. He yeah. getting all type of bags yeah. that ain't just. And you, and you can't hate on that though, because that bag exactly. is that bag is ridiculous. Ooh. No, there's no Wrong. no, no that's Wrong not money. that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying hate. I'm just oh no no oh, no no. I'm just, I just want the audience to know, like oh, you yeah. know, a lot of times when they see artists go from you know they they working with the clips and next thing you know they doing you know they doing something for some damn Pixar movie, but y'all don't know that damn bag. That yeah. shit go, yeah. <laughs> so we we talking to him, and then uh, we just like, man, like, you know what we you know what we came here for, man. Like, let's 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 get some Neptunes, let's get some Neptunes classic sounds, man. Yeah, let's yeah. get some grinding, let's get some doorman, yeah, let's get some yeah. uh, hot damn, like let's hear them, let's hear them sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what we came here for, and then uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, I, I got y'all. That's 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 what y'all do, man. That's what y'all <laughs> do right now. Y'all got that, man. So let's let's put together something on a on a on on a, like a, a a middle ground level of that yeah and yeah. then we was kind of first upset a little bit like oh damn man like we want that fucking grinding man like i want to grind it man like, give me a grinding <laughs> beat you know what i'm saying and then uh we ended up coming up with some more like kind of like drop top summer jams type joints yeah. that kind of were hard too but also yeah. had some appeal to them so uh -huh. it kind of met in the middle in the best of both worlds type situation and we ended up uh meeting our friend Maxine, who used to be signing for real uh, throughout this whole that whole recording session, and you know that's still one of our good friends now. Just uh, she dope as fuck, about to release her next album and stuff. So it all kind of like it yeah. started a bunch of shit, you know. Uh, lo and behold, so uh, 
you, you, every time you it's, it's it's okay to not get what exactly you want sometimes because right, i think right. it'll it'll lead you into uh something greater you know so working uh working in that capacity with him was just it was crazy it's just a great learning experience to see like all right this is how it is you know working with you know a producer that's a real fucking producer as well that knows how to create the song from scratch like he was in there playing the shit live from scratch every key we talking about who to get on the hooks and all of that so it was like a, a a fully produced experience that you know you can't really get unless you're in there with one of those guys no doubt no doubt and, and, and mike and chuck i want to talk about like brand partnerships because that's popular right now collaborations when it comes to mm -hmm. you know a lot of the hip-hop artists right uh but yeah. i feel like you know you all like one of the first acts that I've seen doing a lot of brand partnerships, all independent. You know, you mentioned the Mountain, the Mountain Dew partnership, the Green Label. Y'all had a partnership with um, NBA 2K. Your music was being played in the Nike commercial. Mm -hmm. um, speak about how do, how did those deals come about? You know, uh, while you all was independent during that time frame. I mean, uh, you got to think about it as in, in the form of. You know, advertising runs the world. You know what I mean? Like, us being signed had no real effect uh, on the fact that we had so much influence at that time because social media was starting. Right. The high school kids want to dress like us. You don't think they're paying <laughs> no. attention to what they're trying to sell high school right. kids. Exactly. So, at that time, it was like easiest for it was easy for us to call our own play because we weren't reaching out for something we didn't have managers that were going out and getting us stuff they were just fielding shit like that was just by the ass from, dude. From PR to management thing, like i really you know no disrespect but for a lot of that i know for a fact that they were just fielding shit it was just like just picking up the phone yeah, yeah. You know? where, where where should we go or what was the better call because some calls come in when when advertising feels like they can sell you, you it's either a beautiful partnership or that shit could get weak as hell. Luckily for us, that shit became beautiful partnerships with people that were upstarts or certain companies that were like, oh no, they got it. Let's let's do shit. It wasn't even even about money. It's like, you know, whether it be like a gap commercial for the election right. or, you know, uh, any of the things we did, it's like they knew what was up and we knew what was up so it was easy to translate it, you know what i mean so things yeah. that came in we saw the value in it like i remember doing us doing like this complex photo shoot with a whole bunch of different other people and when i looked around i was like okay this makes sense or like the gap shit we did i'm like all right this makes sense the rap city shit i'm like this makes sense because everything was adjacent to the music right. it wasn't like we was doing you know it wasn't like we was doing a Del Taco commercial. Like, I'm not selling so I'm not selling fast food. I don't give a fuck. That has nothing to do with music. Right. You know, like right. to each his own though. Like nothing I'll say out of my mouth is hey. It's just based off how me and him operate. Right. Nigga, right. I, I'm like 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 you know what I'm saying? When I pull it when I put all my shit on the shelf, like I kinda want a Michelin star with my shit. I'm not selling you no fast food. Like I right. actually cook. Like I have friends that are chefs. I learned like how the art of food works. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but still, my food shit. When anybody say like, hey, why you ain't doing nothing with your food? That don't got shit to do with music. Right. I make music. Exactly. I'm a producer. I didn't yeah. work 16, yep. 17 years of my life 
to be really good at something yeah, yeah, to wake yeah. up and like, oh no, I'm selling uh, select strips now. No, that's how you build. Yeah. I feel like that's how you maintain a brand. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly. not a you know, it's not it's not a it's not a race. It's a marathon. You know, no, mm -hmm. it's absolutely that. But like, you gotta understand the brand you are before you can help somebody else's brand out. You can't nah. just. You know what I'm saying? Because you hot right. That's a, that's why a lot of people get burnt out. They they realize how indispensable they are and how much yeah. they're not that important. Talk about tie, that though. Go yeah, talk about man. that, man. I want to go in. Let's go. Let's go. When the tide goes back out, and you realize like you was just on the tide in, like it's hard for you to process that, but. Yes. Yeah. Also, why like a whole bunch of uh, industry people would be like the industry's fake. Oh, this shit. No, the industry is as constant as the waves, bro. It's either violent or it's calm. Mm. You either in or you out. You know what I'm saying? Like you either surfing them bitches or you drowning. Right. It's not that the industry's fake. The industry is water. It's gonna do whatever the conditions is doing. So if you hot, it's gonna gravitate to you. It's gonna bring you in and take you the fuck out. Mm. But you know who don't complain about that type of shit? Surfers. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you gotta understand where you working at. We knew, like for the reason when people be like, oh, what y'all break up? How did y'all why did y'all break up? You know that was about that was just about hey, to be my next question. Rocky, Cause Rocky showed up. It wasn't nothing yeah. I got for them. Like we not even cussing on our shit. You know what I'm saying? Rocky went from we went from not cussing to niggas sipping lean. Like it was still fresh. Yeah. But it was like I'm not about to act like I'm doing something I'm not because the yeah, new niggas is yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. But you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We step right. on the scene, we see Rocky out somewhere. Rocky like, bro, I wouldn't even be doing this shit without y'all. All right, that's what he translated his world. He like, oh, I'm doing what I'm what I'm exposed to. I'm gonna do it like the cool kids, but my way. So when I seen it, I'm like, go ahead, young dog. Like, we're gonna get up out. We let's get the fuck up out his way for a minute. Yeah. We can that's keep right. what we built. Kids can have a uh you know moment with the cool kids get to college how they moment with yeah. rocky and them get out of college how they moment with somebody else you know what i'm saying but we don't miscatalog ourselves because yeah. we didn't run and do no shit you know what i'm saying we ain't slow yeah. our shit yeah. down we ain't chopping screw no shit we ain't wear no black uh we ain't like you know what i'm saying the whole fashion with the cross auto, down auto tone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just we didn't do it but we was listening to it and we yeah. as fans was like Hey man, shit come in waves. It ain't nothing. It's nothing you could do about it. Now we in a place where we not playing that game. We exist. We got our own island. We all of our shit is ours. We don't. If it's if it's if it's another nigga coming up that was hot after we been hot, yeah, do something about it. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, we gotta we gotta talk about that. I got I gotta stop you for a second, uh, Chuck and, and Mike, because you guys had your own not had, but you guys have your own sound. But but I would be lying if I said a lot of guys who have not came up after y'all, and I ain't gonna say no names, and try to duplicate that sound and have become somewhat successful. So is it, you know, they say, uh, you know, um, imitation is like a form of flattery. How do you guys feel about that? A lot of guys, you know, coming behind y'all, you know, kind of using certain elements of the cool kids. For, I think I think um, any the the main part of that perspective it always comes from i think it's more visual than it is sound i still have not really heard somebody sound like us i've seen people try to look like us and, and take things from there but as far as sound like us i i, I 
that was always the hard part for people that, that nobody could really ever sound like us that much yeah. but they could recreate a look and like a vibe and an image to it as yeah. far as yeah. you know because it's, it's it's impossible to sound like us really because we are both of the mind of old and new right a lot of the time mm -hmm. you right, know what i'm right. saying like i came up you know super backpack like yeah, lyrical yeah. spiritual miracle shit like right, right, right. nigga cannabis type shit like i, Me grew, too. Up, I right. grew up rapping yes. like hard and yeah, like yeah. very very lyrical very intelligent very crazy you know uh patterns lyrical and miracle. cadences like yeah nigga i used to sit on like rap lyrics.com and like take people lyrics and break it down <laughs> with a pen and a pencil like i came up from that type of like right, rap right. rap sport like rap was yeah. a sport like that to a blood me. sport he came up chuck came up from the same type of environment yeah. and as well with production too yeah. so it's like you can't and, and then outside of that we are also both futurists too we also were both two dudes that look towards mm -hmm. the future and want to do mm -hmm. new shit and want to do shit that's like cutting edge and exciting and like visually stunning yeah. too so yeah. you combine two dudes this both technically skilled behind the scenes and they got the imagination and the creativity and the mind behind it too right and two heads are always better than one it That's was hard true. to it's hard for people yeah. to duplicate that sound i haven't seen nobody really get get the sound like that i've, I've definitely seen like you know attempts at the visual and the look I guess and I, the vibe what, of it well mike I, I guess i mean like more how can i explain this I, like more like a vibe you know like they there's certain artists and I, again i'm not gonna say no names you know, I can tell you some names behind the scenes and you can tell, I would love to chop it up with you guys behind the scenes and you tell me what you think. I ain't about to put nobody on blast, but I'm just saying it's a certain type of vibe that the cool, like when you hear the cool kids, you, it's, it's, you distinctively know if you guys are fucking reading the goddamn uh, Chinese uh, carryout menu, you know what I'm saying? And put some music by like, I'm, that's the cool, that's the cool kids right there. Mm -hmm. Like your shit is that distinctive. You know what Agreed. I'm saying? So that that's that's what I that's what I meant by that. Yeah, yeah, man. It 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 got to that it got to that point though where there's a lot of uh, a lot of correlations and a lot of uh, repeated activities that I've seen uh, happening over the years right. and stuff. And you know that's just with anything that's influential. It's it's gonna happen that way. You of know course. it's gonna exactly. it's gonna spread it's gonna spread its wings and other people gonna feel that influence too. And you know hopefully do their own thing with it. You know. Um, when it comes too close to home though or, or it's like offensive or you try to like push us out right. karma always do his thing man i've seen what happens to the people that have tried to you know what i'm saying Agreed. take our shit in a malicious way yeah. and act like they don't know us and do that right. type of shit they did it didn't go well for none of those people that tried that in that time period man so you can time time is the best the best storyteller you see what time has done to it you know what i mean um i just i just try to i just try to like make it to where i already got the shit on lock so hard for the next five years that yeah. you always just taking my leftovers you're taking right. you only <laughs> catching up with, right you only catching shit. up with my yeah. scraps you're catching up with yeah. shit that i'm already done with like yeah. i didn't had i didn't had i didn't had her already you can have yeah. her type yeah. of thing you know what i'm saying like <laughs> but it's i had to learn that though because i used to give away too much too early and soon without yeah. protecting it so people couldn't so people couldn't like 
take yeah. it from me and act like I didn't create it. I, I had to yeah. learn that the hard way a lot of the times because I had to take, mm -hmm. I had to take it on the chin when I just seen like, yeah. Yeah. like shit that I did. Like I should have, I should have did a collab with Levi's with skinny jeans or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. who else was gonna do it? I was I'm not even gonna lie, man. You, exactly. you, I hey, 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 like, hey, I Mike, did. you influenced me, man, and I don't. I, I, there's not many people that influence me when it comes to fashion and culture, but I remember the day that you said, I don't know what interview, but you said, yo, I, you know, from now on, I'm about to start wearing baggy shit. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> I, and I was like, I was like, it's no way. It's no, it's no, no way he's going to pull that off. Yeah. There's no way niggas is going to like start doing that. And, and, I was like, nah, I, I I reject that shit. And then when I start seeing you wear this shit, I the jerseys, the different yes. sweat, I was like, yo, this shit is dope. So I, yes. every now and then, man, like I'm consistent. Like people might see me wear this, like you know, wear some some tight shit or some regular fitted shit. Right. But occasionally, for every five outfits I wear that's regular or tight, I had like some baggy shit on. <laughs> I got some, and, and I can't, and I'm not gonna lie, that that shit came from when I seen you rock it. <laughs> when I see you walk that shit, I was like, ah, right, yeah. This is you cool. see how it is, man. That's why it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give it out. I'm gonna give it out in the doses that I need to give it out in. I, yeah. I learned my lesson, man. Like that, that really. The first time that I saw like something that I did get taken from me, and then right. somebody make it, and somebody bigger than me like take the credit for it, no that doubt. hurt me because I was a teenager still, dog. Like I was, I wasn't mm -hmm. an adult yet. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I wasn't right. mature enough to really handle that yet. So that shit got to me. Like I was like, damn, this shit ain't fair, man. Like I'm doing this right, and that, yeah. and then like motherfuckers just take it and get get famous and act like they created the thing, man. And right. it just taught me how to deliver myself from now on. And now I don't feel, I don't ever feel like that anymore because I know how to like visually deliver this shit safely without me running the risk of losing my bag or somebody yeah. just snatching it from under the rug it's it's right. it's kind of like street shit man like you got to really uh know yeah. how to know when to show your card or else right. motherfucker will come snatch it yeah, before yeah. it's before it's ready so i just mm -hmm. uh i just try to stay in the mind of now if i'm a if i'm a if i'm gonna come out with something or if i'm going to present you with a a style or something that i really like i'm a I'm going to fix it up and I'm going to prepare it so I can sell it to you. I'm going to have it already ready to sell to you so I can move on to the next thing and y'all can have that now. I wasn't thinking like that when I was a little younger. I was just like right. excited to do the shit and have people exactly. say it was fresh. I just wanted somebody to be like, oh, that's fresh. But yeah, now I'm like, yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just say it's fresh. I just want somebody to see it and say it's fresh. But now yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. That's cold as yes. fuck. Let me get this ready. <laughs> Let me get this ready to be a package and package this bitch up and then yeah. give it to them so I can move yeah. on and do something else while they buying that one because no that way it leaves it it leaves it it leaves room for me to keep creating and yeah. bread breadcrumbing y'all into the mm. next shit you know I can't do that if every time I come out with something somebody bigger just snatch it from me at the same time and then run off with it and they don't know how to maintain it so they yeah. they let yeah. it die and the things right. that I'm creating ain't supposed to die like mm -hmm. people be taking the little pieces and shit and doing it like a quick fad and then it they let it die and i'm like damn you took control of it just to you know go let it die in the corner like that man this is supposed to be something that could go on exactly. and has more arms and legs to it than you were you know presenting but it should just come with just you know uh taking your bumps and bruises in this shit man like this game then, 
this game then kick my ass in and out, left and right, and I, I get mean, back up. Hey, and I, I come yeah. back in the ring and I'm yeah. like, all right, square up again. I learned how to exactly. duck that bitch now. I learned how to yeah. I learned how to bob yeah. and weave and hit the left <laughs> jab and the cross. Now you ain't gonna hit yeah. me with the same thing again. And I think that's why me and him, we 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 have a place in this game that is very unique and it's 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 very ours that'll be here as long as we want to keep it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. Like we take our hits and we learn from them bitches and then we coming back and then we already are, we already the dudes in the first place but we learning like neo in the matrix man like yeah. i know karate now like i ain't know that shit at first but i know that shit now and <laughs> i already had the power in the first place so it's yeah. like i think that that'll be the thing that keeps us you know excited at right. being in this game and it keeps us you know um willing to create more and create new things in right, this game right. man because other than that, uh, some people get, you know, take their bumps and bruises in this game and they knock them out cold and they don't come yeah. back, bro. Like, yeah, I know it's, and, it's tough. And it's, it's some guys that came out around that time that was super hot. I'm talking about Flaming and AB. Yep. Chuck, exactly. I know y'all know. I'm not going to say their names. These guys was all <laughs> on magazines and it seemed like they flamed, they, they flamed yeah. out and, y'all, and you guys are st- still here. So that brings me to my next question. I want to ask the both of you. And I really want to get your take on this, Chuck. You know, because I'm listening to Mike talking about, you know, how, you know, his mentality when it comes to like uh, preserving uh, the art and making sure that it's timeless, making sure it's not, uh, you know, it's not duplicated. Um, you know, do you guys, uh, you know, do you, do you guys have that same metallic mentality when it comes to the music? Because you guys, you know, artists nowadays, it seems like they put out an album every month, every wow. week. Guys are doing that crazy shit. But nope. you guys, man, you get you got the people waiting. So. Talk, oh, just talk about that a little bit like you know just just as, as far as creating music i'm gonna give you the best simplify answer and then uh just a heads up i gotta i gotta slide in a minute because i gotta go out to eat with my parents no doubt no doubt yeah we about to, we about to wrap it up we about to wrap it up i'm just yeah i'm just letting you know just because uh just so we so i can give you the full answers for whatever's based next like just so i can yeah. you know? um but the best way i can answer that is i'm not about to torture myself and I ain't gonna say that that's everybody else's route, but if you listen to my records and you listen to how I'm producing, there's no fucking way I could do that. Right. Like, right. I, I couldn't even try. I don't even want to think about. I don't even want to think about taking my my routine of how I do this and how I break our ideas down and then I take our stems and then I reproduce everything. Mm-hmm. And I listen to them and then I like add little small textures to make sure they lead into the next thing. Like it's it's like cooking to me. Right. There's certain meals that you can't cook faster. Uh, no matter what the fuck you think you want to do. Right. right. But if you cook it faster, then you got some pre-chopped onions. They'll Man, never be the quality up. Yeah. It'll never be as good as cooking your own shit and chopping your own shit. You can get peeled garlic from the grocery store, but the real taste, like a real chef, they'll know that they'll it's pre-peeled garlic. There's something right. about when the shell is on it that gives flavor to it. Mm-hmm. If you like details and you appreciate the details you're giving to other people and that's mm-hmm. your art form, then there's no reason to get caught up in the, all right, we need three, four albums out of year. Was, this ain't fast fashion. I ain't fashion over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't got it. Yeah. I really don't. Like, if you a fan of the cool kids, yeah. you're going to have to wait. Yeah, this ain't yeah, like that. I was yeah. a fan of Outcast. I had to wait. I was a fan of Duck Down. I had to wait. 
Yeah. I was a fan mm-hmm. of, uh, you know what I'm saying? I had niggas ain't give you more than the album in a year back then. Like, anyway. like, yeah. so I love that shit. Even though. even I two love. years, like two years was coming. Yeah. Like bro, niggas ain't give up, you. An we album. grew up with Doom. Niggas Man. was big Doom fit. You had to wait, bro. You might not even get him at the show. He was gonna give it to you how he wanted to. Exactly. And we had to respect the art form. Yeah, yeah. I'm the artist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You showed yeah. up. You show up over here. I'm gonna treat you right, but you're not gonna come yeah. to my kitchen and tell me how to cook. No doubt. But think about why you here. I ain't. I ain't of service like that. And in order for me to keep for your first question, like how we keep our mental, I stand on this business that you're here because you like it here. You like what I've given to you. Mm-hmm. I didn't cheat you. We didn't cheat you. We didn't give you no. We didn't get. We didn't say we was coming out of three albums of some shit we had in the tuck post COVID that we just decided to release. The deluxe that we about to give you ain't no just throwaways that just can go on the album. Like, Man. Oh, yeah, because I was just, you, I was just about to ask yeah. about that because it's both both nah, projects. Like the first one that y'all released earlier this year, that shit is like 21, 22 songs, something like that. Yeah, but then yeah. y'all just dropped a, a dropped another one, and that shit is like a double. So it's like. Like we for the fans, you know, for the record, this is brand new material. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it sounds like started, it, but I wanted I wanted to go on record. We started making it in 2018. Okay. Like it might be, you know, for example, like the Horizon Island beat. I was just talking to my homegirl. She she had moved to uh UK, to right. the UK. But like I wrote I had wrote and made that beat, like at her crib. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, like mm-hmm. 2018, just chilling by the pool, just like, all right, it's time yeah, to make some other yeah, yeah. shit. Took a couple little mushroom caps. Yeah, just, yeah. All right, yeah, now I got something good here. Yeah, we started it new. I'm never going to cheat the process because it doesn't pay you out as mm-hmm. well as doing it the right. Only people that have done shit the right way have felt that that karmic yeah. energy of, of you getting yeah. it back once you do it right. Like only the people you got that some joints on here too, man. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, looking at the track list, man. I'm like, man, my, you know, my, my favorite joint is that coming over there. That's my on, on the, the one yeah. that y'all, I love coming I over love, there. Oh, I love that shit. I didn't play that shit like that 20 times. Crazy. What's the name? Yeah. I appreciate it. What that Guap Dad 4000? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, I didn't play that shit to Jeff. If I was still on that ringtone type <laughs> shit, like from the yeah, mid, that no, would probably damn. be like a ringtone yes, of mine. <laughs> for real. Hey Chuck, I I, I just want to talk about before you go, man, is uh at the end of the track on Mother's Pot Pot. Um <laughs> You mentioned that you don't date no chick with dirty Air Force One. <laughs> yo, Emmy girls tagging yo. me on those pictures with dirty force <laughs> being like, man, why you mans? Why you mans say that like that? Why you I'm like, man, that's the most viral line I didn't heard. All yo, the man. Like, no, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> right. Talk about that, Chuck. Yo, because because. I want my brothers out there that if you put your fresh together, bro, you don't got to accept the women not accepting mediocrity. You don't have to accept mediocrity. Nah, yo. Yeah, yo. Like, the forces, the hey, forces can't they, defend themselves. <laughs> hey, man, you stupid, man. Yo. I didn't even say that. That was a fan that heard the first album 
and then sent me this voice note on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm putting that on the second one. Yeah, that's, that shit that is classic, dog. Yeah, the force just can't defend it. real. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's, a, that, that's like, a trend that I'm like, what the hell y'all doing? Think about it. Hey, if you see a girl with bad shoes, bro, it's it's, it's over. What else it's bad? Over. It's what over. Else is exactly. Bad? What else is bad? My brother used to tell me that. What else is bad? What Girls else is probably, bad? Uh, yeah. Other things probably bad too. Yeah, so that's bad. real, my yeah. Don't take that risk. To anybody that's ever been in my crib, <laughs> stepping into an immaculately pristine, <laughs> clean place, I'm the only nigga I know with with seven toilet papers in the in the in the little load up roll to the side. All my time. <laughs> Man, and I got fresh spring water and I got sparkling in my joint. You know what I'm saying? You got to take your shoes off when you come to my house. Oh, same here, same here. So same here. I feel that. Are you proud yeah. of a scene at the front? Oh, oh no. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want you yes. to be proud of yourself. I want I want the homies to know, like, the same way with the girls. If your man's shoes is not, if he got Team George's on and them bitches is laced <laughs> real crazy. Or join join me it's or them join me it's leaning to the side. We're not gonna yeah. listen. We're not gonna completely hate, bro. That's that's listen. This is a black podcast. I'm gonna speak on it. Ain't nobody ever black. Ain't nobody talk about it. On Miz, Miz is actually fresh, niggas. You're not gonna tell me what's fresh and what's not. I Miz go. Them bitches actually go crazy over your jeans just because they was no the first pair the nigga Air ever Force wore on the court. Yeah. The, the first, oh yeah, I ain't never had no mids though. AB, you had a pair of mids. Yeah, I never had a pair of mids, but I like the SB mids. I've always been a fan of SB dunking mids. Jordan 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 we letting some nigga that you know what I'm saying had a uh, he had a pile chain and one of them little broken Lego parts try to tell you the fucking sneakers was squashed. Tell me what was out, bro. Come on, man. I guess I'm not like I'm just. I guess I'm not really feeling the color combination with nah, the men. Nah, all the color combination. Somebody at Jordan Brand got to holler at me or get fired, bro. Y'all. Yeah, I don't like the color combinations. Man. Hey, whoever that ugly. bitch. Yeah. Hey, them cheetah print 11s. He need to go check credit card. Like, they damn <laughs> low. They damn like, oh. letting the, they damn letting the employees at the factory just design it at this point. Yeah, that's, that's, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, like, y'all yeah. do what y'all want down at the factory. Yeah. And we, we good. Hey, if you get people fired because Blue, my man Blue, he got mids. Bro, everybody had them bitches oh, on. His is hard. It wasn't fresh. You give some good colors or you let a nigga that knows what he doing do something. You know what I'm saying? Look how my man Joe Freshgood got new balance going nuts. You got it going nuts. Joe Freshgood got the reset. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all got to chill with the new, yo, DC, we started that new balance shit. No, I'm talking, we not saying that you didn't. I got cousins from DC and Boston. Yeah, that's our shit. That's our shit. We got new balance heavy. It wasn't no pairs that was going for 3K to my man. It wasn't. It wasn't. That's true. I was talking to. All I'm saying is when you let people that know what the fuck Joe did what DC culture was, and yeah. how important that is. He didn't, so fresh he didn't remove that from his thought process. Nah, I, got, I, got, I, gotta, I, I gotta give it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. He knew, what, he knew what DC niggas would gravitate to because yeah. y'all control the narrative on New Balances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was outside. I'm glad you said that. Phone posits, y'all niggas got it. I'm glad you did it. Which brings me to I, you know, I got you know I got those I, I got those some controversy in here real quick before we get out of here. I remember uh uh 
Uh, Mike, you had a beef with Wale, man. What, what was that, man? Y'all, y'all good, man? What was that all about, man? Man, I love Wale, man. You know that's, that, that's the home team right there, man. Mike, no, Mike, was, was it, was I love, it over I love, anime? Was it over the anime? Wale. Yeah, I had the gate okay, yeah. over the anime, man. I, <laughs> I, felt, I, felt like I felt like he wasn't uh, he wasn't really about it. He wasn't about the anime yet, man. I had to check his card. Yeah, you went, really you went it, on man. him, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to yeah. check, his, check his anime card. That. See if he was really about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I fucking love Wale, man. That shit That's good, man. man. I, 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 I had That's to think so, so, man. Some tough questions. I love that man. No, that nigga, that nigga is his shit, bro. <laughs> I, had to pull, I had to pull his nerd card, though, because I'm a real-life nerd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to make sure his nerd card was valid before he came into the anime <laughs> realm talking that anime shit. You know what I mean? Nah, he bought that anime like he definitely bought that anime. Nah, he he really bought it, man. And uh we had a show with him not too long after that, after that uh Twitter uh uh beef and then okay. uh he was in Chicago, he came to Chicago and shit and then uh we was just talking about it, shook up with him about it and shit, man. It was it was all love, man. Uh, I just no had doubt. to check his yeah. check his nerd card real quick and make sure he was he was really about that <laughs> anime shit. You feel <laughs> <me>? <laughs> but look, I, I got, got one. How, how you gonna beef over anime though in the first place? <laughs> yeah, <is> it? <laughs> Hey, how you gonna beef over cartoons, nigga? <laughs> oh shit, man! Hey, that was so hilarious. I remember seeing that Twitter like in real time. That tweet, dog. And yeah. that shit I didn't like it. I'm not gonna lie. Was, <laughs> that shit like was hilarious, bro. That I was hilarious. It, I didn't fuck with Mikey for about a month, man. I didn't. Oh, like, man. I was. Big I didn't like you, man. I, I didn't like him. Wale is like I'll do so. I took it personal that the fact that you said something about him, yeah. it was like you were saying something because I'm I'm into anime too. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, you know, but we good. Hey, I'm glad everything good. And, oh yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Nah, we yeah. We, we, we squashed it yeah. since then. I, I put him on some yeah. animes to watch, gave him some recommendations and shit. That's beautiful. He gave me That's some dope. reviews of what he thought and shit, man. And uh, I, I still be giving him shit to this day, man. I let him know some new animes when they drop. So uh, no I just had to check his nerd yeah. card though, make sure. Yeah, we go, we go, we got to talk about because I'm I'm into that anime too. We go. That's a that's a. Mm -hmm. If we have another, if we get another interview, we we want to go into that. But I got one more question I want to talk about. Man, before we get up out of here, I know Chuck, you gotta go. The whole, you know, we just seen the Oscars, the whole Will Smith shit, <laughs> Jada Pinkett, man. What is y'all take on that, man? With the Chris oh, shit. getting get, getting the shit man. slapped out of him, man. What's what's y'all? A lot take of think, a lot man? of think pieces out there. A lot of think pieces out there, man. Uh, I mine my, my my thought is very very quick and very succinct. It's like all four of us <clears throat> on this phone right now. We know that this could have been. This could have been one of maybe one of maybe three situations going on here, man. Mm -hmm. uh, one situation that I think is probably the most far fetched. This the first one is the most far fetched. Is I think that uh, all right. So, bro is um, bro is being uh, abused by his girl and. She she got she got that 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 worm in Yo, his head I'm, and he, he hey, can't make his own decisions. We here, we here, we here. You know go ahead, saying? go ahead. That's that's one. That's one right here. But all I'm, I'm about to give us I'm about to give us all the ones that we as niggas on this phone all have seen in life. It could be one of any of these uh outcomes. Could be that one. The other one is it could be like you ever been around like you ever been around a, a bully nigga, right? outside y'all playing basketball or something yeah. and he in a bad mood right it okay. don't matter yeah. who do it but if whoever cracked the joke he don't want to get roasted he don't want to he don't want to get no joke that day 
He don't yeah. want that shit. And no matter if it's an innocent joke or not, whoever said that shit, he going and knocking their ass out. And you're like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. unfair. It's unfair. Yeah. Damn, yeah, right, 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 right. You, but you was the unlucky victim of the wrath yeah, of the day, yeah. man. Like that yeah. nigga was already mad and you <laughs> had to take that L, man. And uh, that's that. the third one is, uh, I guess what uh, the, the, you know, the people that are uh, siding with Chris Rock are probably more in agreement with is that, uh, He's just an asshole, you know what I'm saying? He's just an asshole and slap dude. But um, you know, you know, it's 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 so many varieties yeah. of how it this really could have all turned out. Cause you've seen how niggas react at different points in time yeah. and different yeah. environments. And um, no matter what though, it's like, hey, he slapped his ass. It's not he didn't shoot him and kill him. He didn't yeah. fucking he didn't burn his house down or, or, or hurt his kids, nigga. Like he'd be all it's right. the Oscars, though, it's man. Good, the man. Oscars. I mean, but look, 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 man. Hey, yeah. look. That's what I'm gonna say, nigga. Fuck the Oscars. First yeah. Second of all, that shit was fake as hell. Third of all, now I'm gonna give you three. Too. I'm gonna give you three yeah. scenarios how he did. First of all, that shit is fake as hell, and Chris Rock is shooting one of them Joaquin Phoenix ass real life realism things where he like gets somebody to do something that's in real time and it's like it's such big cinema that when people look at it in like three years they be like damn that was fake yeah that's worth buying a ticket now broke yep. broke broke uh comedy tickets prices went from 52 dollars to like 400 yeah some crazy yes it went crazy Chris Rock. Yeah. oh you think oh, we yeah. are first sold of all, out sold oh, out First of all, oh yeah, I forgot about that. All, man. I, if, if anybody in here slapped the fire out a nigga before, it don't look like that. It's not that poetic. You don't get yeah. that clean ass hand Ooh. with the other hand sitting up, and somebody knew exactly what happened, bro. And then he turned, turned his back, though. Then he turned his back. Yes, he turned his back, bro. What nigga. got me? What got me though? What got me was if you look close, Chris Rock. He presented his face. It was always behind that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. oh he different says, types of angles. That's a new one. I gotta look. I gotta oh, check that one out. He was smiling. He was smiling, and Listen. then he presented you... his face like yep. this, and he gave it to him <laughs> a little bit. Oh, oh, man, they got us again. God damn it, man! They got us again. Damn, Will Smith. I've been bamboozled. They knew that they were selling this to the crowd, right? And when Will's, it wasn't the slap that we talk about. Here's, here's number four. We talking about what bro said when he got to the seat. Like when he, if he would have just yeah. slapped That's him. That's what sold down. it to me. That's what sold yeah. it to when me, the yelling. Sat, if he would have slapped him and sat down, it would have just been a joke. It would have just been yeah. over. Yeah. It was the whole selling it in front of his wife to keep my wife's name out of my fucking mouth. But that's the thing. That's, that's why I also, find, that's why yeah. I find also, it kind of hard to believe. I always been light in this department, bro. I ain't no girl gonna give me to jump about my pants for nothing. I don't give a fuck. Like, never, I gotta live the rest of this life regardless if you gonna be here or not. It's gonna be yeah. a couple more of you if you don't wanna be here. So yeah. chill, you know, I'm gonna chill out. Yeah. So to be that passionate, you know what I'm saying, over something that was so menacing, Benign. it had mm -hmm. to be fake yeah. or it had to be deeper than that. It had to be yeah. like, I think like it could Will, be deeper too. Will told could bro, like, listen. The one thing you gonna do, I know you about to tell some joke, bro. We sitting in the front, nigga. Leave shorty head off, off this. She probably tried a wig on. She probably tried some other shit. Bro could yeah. have been like, nah, that ain't gonna work, baby. You, we probably just gonna go bald headed tonight. <laughs> just make this he was move. like, Yo, are you sure? I don't even know if I want to go But don't sit up front then, shit. Don't sit up front. It don't matter. Front. Nigga about to win an Oscar. They know he about to win. He know yep. he about to win. They tell you he about to win. They know he, he about he to win. Hey, but Chuck, but Chuck, 
they they hire comedians to roast niggas. It bro, don't matter. They've been doing I'm that shit for you, years. I'm telling, I'm telling you the scenario, the last thing. Them, them niggas been so cool that he walked up to bro and was like, look, I know this sounds crazy, but shorty off a hot one. Like, if you see her in the front, bro, just leave her head alone, nigga. Like, I got to deal with this later. <laughs> I, I could tell. I got friends that's comedians all over the place. I show up with a new bitch. And they get to flaming her for something. I'm laughing with them because I'm yeah. gonna take off on you, right? But if I let them know, like, hey, shorty, not even like that. She got a little, she got learning disability. Like, don't say nothing about nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, let this one yeah. slide. And the first joke out your mouth is what I told you not to do. <laughs> it's a wrap. Slap you, I did you a favor because I should have knocked your jaw off your face. Yeah. <laughs> Two different to three. Hey, different. well, look, man. If 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 any of those. If, 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 if any of those, uh, you know, those ideas is, is is relative to what happened, I can get it, but let's just remove Actually, that. I'm if they never had those conversations, I'm sorry, man. I think the joke was, was benign. I, I don't, I think it was light. It was light. Like, 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 yeah, you know, what's the boy from no. uh, Chicago, Corey Holcomb? And he was yeah. talking about my girl. He would talk about her breasts, but it was a light joke. It wasn't nothing. She she ran out. My girl ran out. It wasn't the joke. I I don't think it was the joke for Chris Rock that got him slapped like that. It wasn't the actual content of the joke. It was if this nigga, he got to go home with that. And and it's probably going to be a fucking problem, bro. She probably already own one. She might be all a little insecure about that. Have you ever had a girl off the Girls girls is not like us like that. Exactly. And you know that Jada, Jada and Chris Rock already had problems before back in 2016. All the time. Yeah, so they already had problems. He stayed roasting. Yo, but what, hold on, hold on. Exactly. But they did Madagascar like one and two together. So what? I make problems. a million dollars with yeah. this. I make a million dollars with a nigga yeah. who stole from me. I'm gonna make this yeah. million with you because we exactly. gonna get this million. You stupid little bitch. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. <laughs> And yeah. knowing that he, he, he did it on, on a live audience in front of everyone, yeah. you know what I'm That's saying? The, so, uh, no, nah, man. Uh, the last, w- last thing, last thing, last thing I'm gonna say, man. Like, <laughs> last thing I'll say about it is if it if it if it was real, if it wasn't fake, I could understand if if this was gonna turn into something where they go home and it's gonna be a bunch of fucking drama, or she's yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. Or maybe she is actually really insecure about this shit and gonna hurt her feelings and come home and talk to me about it all night. Like, no, nah, sometimes you gotta go up there and just get this shit over with and end it so you can. No, go I don't home know if I'm gonna hit him. I might curse the nigga out. Though. Man, I didn't been out. I didn't been out with my girl and I'd have been in a position where it's like, man, I ain't gotta like, I ain't popping off or nothing. But like, if somebody start acting too crazy. I'm going to have to take the uh, drastic decision and I'm going to have to yeah. swing and knock your ass out because yeah. if I don't, the end results later will be much worse. Like, agree. If I let you, if that I let true. you say this man really actually did like disrespect the shit out of my girl real crazy. But listen and, what you just said. You said disrespect. Like, I don't think like that was, that was benign. Nah, that was you, low. I mean, but we you, don't you, know, you, don't know, you don't know how she feels. You know how she feels about that. You know how. Nah, she, she went on TikTok talking about. I uh, like my bald head, and anybody got a problem with it, I don't care what you that think. That was what you said on TikTok. That's what, that's what you say on TikTok. Yeah, you know, that's exactly. what you say on TikTok. But when she so probably she was lying home, then. when she probably go home with Will, that she probably, like, Jada's a bad bitch, bro. Like, 
you got to think like she probably is feeling insecure about this new thing that's going on with her a little bit. Like as confident as she is, she's probably a little insecure about it. I want to hear no more LeBron James hairline jokes. No more LeBron James hairline jokes. No more. So it's like, man, when you got a black woman, like sometimes it's it's, it's easier to uh, you beat a nigga ass and go to jail rather than rather than go home rather than go home and then everybody (laughs) in your friend and family circle is like, you let her get disrespected like that. Exactly. Fuck is wrong with you? Now you ruined hey, your, how you ruined your life in front of your family and friends. That's which a good is point, dog. Yo, for me? real, like, that's a good I ain't point. Doing that. Yeah, we're we black, go. bro. We black. We understand, yeah. bro. Like, listen, man. Yes. Hey, Woo. you got the you do 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 three days, do the weekend, and then you get out. <laughs> you gonna have a hot plate, and right? Hot a plate. Niggas gonna have a glass of wine for you. Hot plate. The kids, the kids is like, hey daddy, what's up, daddy? But you let, you let mama get uh you let mama get disrespected and, and yeah. they do shit and that yeah, nigga yeah. walked off laughing, then yeah. everybody giving you the side eye at the crib yeah, and yeah. talking to you, your plate exactly. in the microwave, your plate ain't even hot no more. They left your plate on the counter. Like I hope she put it down. I hope she I hope she put it down on my nigga. Yeah. Man. I, hope I mean that, that, that that's one thing, that's one thing I, I, I found out a long time ago. You can't joke about, you know, a black woman hair like that, you know, especially with what she's going through with her condition. Yeah, like, it's, it's a, a lot problem. of steak. Man, I've been boarding for seven years. Why you think I wear yo. a hat, man? Come on. <laughs> yo, yo, dog. Hey, my my sister roasted my hairline for like eight hey. years, man. Hey, my sister was finna whoop my auntie ass when she made a remark about her daughter's hair. She was finna jump over that chair, dog. She didn't care. Yeah, it was a family reunion or nothing, dog. That's so right. I was like, yeah, right, hey, man. Look, 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 <laughs> look, look. Hey, well, look, fellas, man. It's, it's late, man. I really appreciate yeah having you guys on the bridging the generation podcast platform man before we get out of here you guys got anything coming out next man i know you guys talk about just just uh give the uh the fans where they can find you on social media and let them know about the these last two names of it before we get up out of here first of all you want to catch us at coolxkids.com coolxkids.com that's where we got all the music all our merchandise we got fire ass uh clothing designs coming out we got some already up there from the album we got action figures hot wheels toys and crazy shit that we dropping right now man coolxkids.com is where you want to go to find all the vinyl and all the cool merch shit man and um also on twitter it's at coolxkids you can find us on there instagram same thing at coolxkids um i'm sir mike on instagram and sir michael rocks on twitter I don't uh, do my TikTok as much as I should, so I'm not going to even plug that right now till I start putting some content on that bitch. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Hey, and, and and those projects, man, you guys released two uh, two projects this year. You know, I want y'all to plug those before we get up out of here as well. Yup, Baby Oil Staircase um, and Chill Out. Those are our episodes two and three of Before Shit Got Weird. Those just came out. That's a double disc album. First is from me. The second one is from Chuck. And then we got Before Shit Got Weird, episode one, which is the main album that y'all just heard, man. Um, yeah. Everything is uh, it's, it's out there. This is an ongoing and growing series, too, man. So don't think this is the wait. end of the Before yeah, Shit Got yeah. Weird series, no man. Doubt. We got some plans for it, man. And I think it's going to be a universe that's going to keep on evolving. As long as shit keep being weird out here, then like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep on dropping. We're going to keep on dropping exactly, that shit, man. man. Like, no hey, doubt. Make shit not weird no more, and then we'll we'll switch it up. But no if shit's still weird, then we gonna keep on uh, <laughs> gonna keep on delivering y'all the goods, man. No doubt. Well, look, it was a pleasure having you guys on the platform. Yes. We got Sir Michael Rock 
We got Chuck English, man, the legendary cool kids, man. Hey, keep doing what y'all doing and keep killing yeah. shit, man. I'm a lock on reef. I got my boy AB. We signing out. Y'all have a good night. Peace. All right, man. Peace. Peace. All right. Peace.